This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. What up? Yeah, I wanted to let you guys know we finally have t-shirts in stock. Naveen's wearing one right now. Uh, I'm going to throw the link in the bio, pick it up. Of course, always shout out to our sponsors, Direct Sound Headphones and Moon Juice CBD by Jade Rabbit. Today on the show, we have our friend Eric Brown. His solo project is called Rainbow Dragon Eyes. He's the drummer of Necro Goblicon and Wizard Throne, and he's a composer and audio designer at Sabotage Studio. Hi, Hi everybody. That's a lot, dude. That's an earful. I know. I know. You have a very long resume. If I started I naming the stuff that you've done, it would have taken me about an hour to get it all out. Oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah. To... So how's things going, bro? Man... Really good, I gotta say. Uh, yep. You know, ups and downs, strikes and gutters. You know, but uh, overall, I think pretty solid upward trajectory. I can't really complain too much. So um, you haven't been uh, affected too badly with the corona. Well, thing. yeah, I mean the, uh, I mean obviously the social aspect, you know, has been uh, affected quite a bit. But um, as far as like work and everything, you know that kind of hasn't really changed uh you know everyone the the video game gig is like my full-time job dude that's so sick i know that's awesome yeah it's it really is like a dream gig and a lot of it is to do with just the other people that i get to work with like just making sick shit all day you know that's tight man so for those who don't know you make music for video games that is correct and i also design sound effects for video games. I technically have three jobs with this company okay. Uh, okay. because I'm the composer, the sound designer and the audio director, which is like just a fancy word for, you know, the one guy on a team of 23 people that is hundred percent in charge of all the audio that goes into the game. Wow. And uh, little known fact, all those sound effects in video games, they don't just appear out of nowhere, Yeah, I know. <laughs> make them and then put them in place. So, and you know, sometimes you spend like eight hours on like just, two like tiny little things that I feel like good sound design, like really good sound design, you'll notice it as being really good. But then like, uh, I feel like a lot of good, like, especially when you're designing like ambience for like the levels, you know, like bird calls in the background and stuff like that. Um, if it's bad, you notice it a lot more. Right. And so you kind of, a lot of it is just kind of like trying to massage it into place, um, you know, without it standing out like plastic surgery. Kind of. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. The best work is the work that you don't notice at all. Right, right. It just sounds effortless or it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, that that's what it sounds like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys get like contracted to do different games and, and they do or do they or do they make games and you're just in that department? Yeah. So um, uh, good, good question, um, because <laughs> I, um, you know, when people ask me about like video game stuff, um, there's so many comparisons, uh, with indie game studios and indie bands. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, you know, the indie game studio is just, you know, sometimes one person or a group of people, um, you know, sometimes a whole bunch of people, depending on like how big it is. But, uh, it's like, you know, someone's got to think of a game that they want to make. And they do what they can as far as what they're capable of. And then they hire other people to do the rest. So we have right. like animators, we have um, level designers, we have level artists, 
you know, who actually designed like the assets for the level itself and animators creating all of the like enemies and, um, and, you know, and there's like uh, business people doing that stuff, marketing, uh, UI, who also creates like assets for social media, stuff like that. So um, basically it started with this one dude and his name is Thierry and uh, they're from Quebec City. The studio oh, is. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it seems like not to interrupt you, but it seems like there are a lot of um, video games coming out of that area because yeah, I've, absolutely. I've been talking to some, you know, I'm, I'm going to start getting involved in video games as well. And oh, yeah. I, and uh, when I was talking to the person that I'm going to be working for, he was just telling me he lives in Quebec City and he was telling me how many video games are based there. And I never yeah. realized that before. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, indie studios like uh, Ubisoft is in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot, there's a big like scene of it out there wow. pretty much. And, um, so, so this guy, Thierry, um, yeah. basically had this dream since he was nine years old, he wanted to make a video game with a ninja and he has like a doodle in his like notebook somewhere from that era of like a ninja holding a scroll, uh -huh. which was like exactly what ended up in the game that released in 2018. Like he's just been kind of holding on to that. And, um, he's put in his time at other like, uh, servicing studios, um, just kind of doing like monkey work type of stuff. And, uh, Wait, what's that? So just, just <laughs> like the, oh yeah. Well, okay. You know, you know, the one, the, mon the monkey work. Yeah. Like um, swinging around on bars. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like eating bananas. Like, yeah. you know, they yeah. go through so many bananas. You have no idea. Yeah. But, uh, and then eventually, eventually just got sick of that and he wanted to start his own company and make his own games because he was tired of just getting like, of just working with people that didn't have any passion. He's trying to get you know? he was tired of getting monkeyed around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boo! Yeah. Did he get the, uh, the sitcom uh, boo sound effect? I know. I, I know, we I did had, it. We had this thing that like, came with some stock sounds, like our little, and it yeah. had like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> But I, yeah. I changed them all to like my own sound, so I should probably get those. Death back. metal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should get the sitcom boo. Yeah, that would really be great. <laughs> anyway, so as you were saying, sorry yeah, yeah. to interrupt you. No, yeah. So um, basically, he just kind of took a leap of faith and started his own company uh, with this other guy. And somewhere along the way, I've been writing um, chiptune music, which is like eight bit music. Yeah, for we were checking it out. But yours is kind of like a like a, a metal infused chip tune. Yeah, it's yeah, like totally. tech chip tune. We were working you know? out to it earlier today and dancing oh, around. Sick. It rules. Yeah, but it's, it's like, a lot. To me, it's I was intense. like, it's so it's so <laughs> obvious listening to your solo project that you would go into video games. It's like that's like obviously uh, you should be doing that. Honestly, like I had never even really considered that. Just starting out, like wow. chip tune was just this thing that I discovered on MySpace where I figured out that people were using their Game Boy to make music and they would record like from the Game Boy. And uh, there's, there's a software that runs on the Game Boy and it's like a sequencer. Uh, it's, excuse me. Um, it's got like a sequencer, like a synth. I mean, you can write full songs on this thing. Yeah. Uh, but the appeal was like the limitations of it yeah. because you only get four channels totally. and one of them is white noise. Got it. But you're so, not you're not doing it. You're not making that shit on the Game Boy, right? I mean, that sounds like full production to me. Well, the the game soundtrack um was done in a different program on the computer 
but it still is built around the limitations of the NES console, okay. which yeah, has, cool. uh, by default, has five channels. And then there is the Japanese expansion that gave you an extra three channels. So I was uh, leaning pretty heavily on those extra three channels. But the program is actually capable of producing a file that you can put onto a cartridge that you can play back on your Nintendo. And that's like oh, wow. exactly why wow. I wanted to use that. Wow. So that's what you use for Rainbow Dragon Eyes? You make well, it like so that? yeah, uh, I'm kind of jumping around all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, so we have so many so that's questions. For, that's yeah. for the video game stuff. Yeah, the, so yeah, the, so the Rainbow Dragon Eyes stuff, that was like, I just discovered Chiptune on yeah. MySpace. And I sent uh, this artist that I found, I sent him a message asking how he did it. And he replied back with like, you know, page and a half, like, you know, so stoked to like that you're interested in this. And like, here's a link to the software. Here's a link to the hardware. Here's a link to some tutorials. Basically handed me the keys to the Lamborghini. I just had to yeah. learn how to drive. Damn, that's wow. that's a, who, who did that? What's that guy? Uh, it's an artist uh, called Bit Shifter. All right. And he's from New York City. And uh, there's a collective out there called 8-Bit Peoples, and they were like a net label, and they threw shows and fests and stuff like that. Okay. Wow. So and, did, you, uh, do, so did was, you do that before you were in metal bands? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, okay. But uh, uh, it was just sort of like, you know, as a drummer, um, Naveen, I don't know if you know anything about drums or, or carrying drums. A little drums bit. Or <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like Sucks. I started... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just started like doing it and, and then eventually um, just started like playing shows with it. Okay. That's yeah. It just, I remember that. Yeah. It was just like such a, a, a welcome thing to start doing, you know, after lugging drums around yeah. all the time. Not to mention you split the money one way. The guarantee yeah, goes in one, one pocket. So yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, totally. Doesn't so I mean, obviously not a lot, but still, you know, it's all. Hey, a lot you know, one way is. I mean, a little one way is better than a little four way. Half of a watermelon <laughs> is more of the grape or something. Wait, so when you play shows with Rainbow Dragon Eyes, do you actually, what do you use live? It's all backtracks and I do vocals. Okay. Wow. So when a lot of people, uh, and I have a Game Boy, the Game Boy actually triggers the solos. So like if I have a solo coming up, I'll have it queued up on the cartridge. I'll hit start, hopefully on beat, and then it'll play the solo. <clears throat> wow. So originally it was just, I didn't even use that. It was because, like, a lot of, like, at Chiptune shows, they'll actually be using their Game Boy. There's like a live mode where you can sort of DJ yeah. your songs, um, like trigger patterns to come in on beat and all that stuff. Um, but I, I never, like, really dived, uh, dove in, doved. Delve? I was wondering what the Delve? Right. Delve? Delve. Um, Delve. I never really, dove? Yeah. Dutch. It might be Dove. <laughs> Yeah, divined. Divined. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never really uh, divined into the uh, the live mode of that program. Yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, when my old band, like the first time we went to Europe, we played um, and the, and the, in Italy, and there was this kid who had a Game Boy, and he he was doing kind of what you're talking about, but he would play. I don't know what he was doing live, but he. I think he opened the show or something like that. And then we were like, dang, that guy's super cool. Let's bring it. Cause there was like no one there when he played. Yeah. So we were like, all right, dude, we're about to hook this guy up. You know? And we brought him, <laughs> we brought, we brought him up. Like when we played, it was, it was like, we played like, I don't know, second or something. 
but there was like a lot of people there when we played, and we brought them out, and we were like, "Yeah, isn't this guy?" And everyone was like, "Oh man, like oh, this guy again." Yeah, because he's he's apparently at like every show. So oh, everyone my. after was like at the merch booth, like you guys shouldn't have brought that guy on stage. He's super annoying, and he's at every single show. And like we thought we were oh. like, because we were like, "Get ready for it!" And, like Game Boy guy, hit it, you know, local hero, yeah. coming right up. <laughs> But Come everyone on. was like, oh, no, dude. But awesome. that was uh, probably MySpace era. I mean, that was like 2007. I wonder who that was because I probably know who it was. Maybe. Yeah, it, I, I have no idea. Is the world that small, the world of chiptune that small that you would know? It's a little bit scattered now, but it's definitely global. And there was a forum back in the day called 8-Bit Collective where sort of everybody came together. Yeah. And um that one kind of uh, dissolved, and then there was a couple others that popped up after that went under. And, um, yeah, and I haven't, like, really necessarily been, like, a part of that scene in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of the people. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask, like, if you're still working on that or if that's just kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, these days, uh, you know, like, obviously Messenger soundtrack was uh, – demanded uh pure chiptune and um i gotta be an elitist when it comes to making chiptune like the real way you know yeah, yeah uh-huh. of course got it just because like yeah i just can't stand all these like youtube midi rips where they just find someone else's midi file yeah and they run it through a free plug-in and then they upload it to youtube and they call it an 8-bit version and it gets thousands of hits oh totally i've, I've noticed seen a some lot of those 8-bit versions and i'm like they just found they sick. just found the guitar pro and then yeah. they just put it that's all like, it is. They put it in like the initialized preset and massive. Like that's what it sounds yeah. like. You know, it just sounds it, like that's yeah. yeah. Or even like not even massive, like just some like free plugin yeah. on that <laughs> they downloaded and like bit freeware. Yeah, it's like I mean, there's so you know, like pretty much everyone involved in actually making the stuff like properly is like very much against that. And yeah. so that's just kind of like yeah, why why I sort of like stuck to using the actual hardware. It just like meant more to me to do that i got i got you i mean it's more i know what you mean because i have like a couple hardware sense myself and it's just like more i don't know it's got more character i guess you it's can more say real yeah. yeah 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 totally i mean i think that that even comes across on recording you can Definitely. you can tell what's real and what's not and it yeah. there's just a special feel to the stuff that's actually legit yeah. yeah and especially like you know for like the video game that was meant to look and feel retro you know it's like i had to like follow the rules you know to like get it to sound retro and uh you so, know so, so what, that, that uh, exactly, what game is that that you're talking about uh the messenger okay is uh yeah came out in 2018 that was our first game uh Thierry approached me in 2015 about it he was like really nervous to like uh it was i was playing a show in um in quebec and he, he had sent me a LinkedIn message, apparently, that I never got because who checks LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, yeah. no one. Yeah, but, totally. I didn't so even I didn't know that people that. have those Canadians still. check it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> people who do actual business, I guess. <laughs> right. yeah. Maybe but, I should, ch- I, maybe, I don't know if I, ha- maybe I have one. Not sure. Do you yeah, have to sign probably, up for it or do you just have one? I like, think you have to sign up on for Facebook it. Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you get I'll, one of those? I have no idea. <laughs> There's like my dream job oh, waiting in there. It's like some huge studio. They're like, we need a house drummer. Yeah. For... <laughs> anyway, right, they, chose, they chose LinkedIn as the way to contact you. Yeah. It... But anyway, no, but he sent me this message and I never got it. 
And so I never replied, obviously. And he was just like, well, that's that. I guess he's not interested. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Damn. And then, but then, um, so we, we eventually linked up at the show and he was like, kind of like starstruck to meet me and like, Hey, uh, so I'm like, so it was sort of like started off all slow. Like, so I'm like starting this game studio and I was like, yes, I'll make your music. Yeah, he's like, like yeah. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's go have a beer and shit. So yeah. oh, totally. Was this a rainbow dragon eyes show? No, it was actually, I was touring with a pirate band called the dread crew of Oddwood. Okay. I think, yeah, I think you were doing that when we stayed at your house. You were in that band, may have been. maybe, and yeah. you were in Vale of Noth. And I know you were doing Rainbow Dragon Eyes when we yeah. stayed at your house because yeah. that was the. I didn't that night when we stayed at your house. It was probably Malcolm was in the band. I think five or six years ago. That was the day that my my world became open to chip tune and this oh, whole really? like yeah this whole scene that exists like outside of. I mean, because I pay a lot of attention to metal and all of the shit that we do, but you were just like talking about how you were making a living. I guess I didn't really realize at the time that it was chiptune, but you were talking about how you were making a living off of doing this project called Rainbow Dragon Eyes. That uh, and Airbnb and yeah, also right. like all the other eight bands I was in at the time. Like I was just, you know, I was gone nine months a year and I just like, yeah, yeah but. Wow. So you're, yeah. in the same, you're in the same spot, I take it, in Colorado? Uh, I'm actually in, uh, I'm in Inglewood. Do you guys remember Moe's Barbecue? Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, I'm like a half mile from there. So oh, wow. it's like Sick. south of uh, of the city. That's awesome. But, uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool area. And like, there's all kinds of cool shit. And of course, it's all closed. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> like, so, you know, I was stoked to move here. I moved here right before Summer Slaughter, uh, oh, which would have been almost two years ago. Okay. okay, yeah, because the studio you're in kind of looks almost exactly like the studio that we stayed in. So it's hard to tell. Oh, the same shit. the same, like, yeah. shitty baffle that I should have thrown <laughs> away a long time ago. Yeah. All of my, quote-unquote, studios look the same because they just have these yeah. panels, the panels that I made in them, them and the wall's yeah. white. So yeah. it's just the same Same vibe. studio everywhere. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so you met him at a show, and then like, what happened from there? So, yeah, he was just like... You know, I was just thinking in my head, like, worst case scenario, this goes nowhere. I got to make a song and we gave it a shot. Yeah. And best case scenario is probably what happened, which is like it came out and a lot of people liked it. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. So and like won a bunch of awards and stuff like no big deal or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it was are these like, games yeah. on consoles or are they like PC? Yeah, we about? launched on Switch and on oh, okay. PC. Sick. And now we're on every console with wow. uh, with Messenger. And yeah, sure. generally, I think smaller studios um, would probably try to focus on like one console at launch. I mean, it all depends, obviously. But um, for us at the time, like it was growing. It, it took uh, it was like three years of development. Wow. And, um, you know, like the, the studio was growing uh, little by little. And I think by the end, there was maybe 12 people working on it. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I forgot. I can't remember. Just working on uh, the game that you're talking about. Yeah. That's all. And the console yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, um, oh, yeah. So, they, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, so, I did the one track for the prototype. Um, and, um, and he was like, so actually, like, the appeal, or at least the idea, one of the mechanics in the game is that the hero time travels um, 500 years forward into the future. And so when he does that, you jump through this portal 
the graphics, the audio, everything changes from 8-bit to 16-bit and okay. like more of a Genesis or Super Nintendo style. Totally. That's cool. And um, so, yeah, so I started with just the one track and then he was like, okay, so when we go to 16-bit, we'll need a 16-bit track. I was like, okay, I can do that as well. So I did that. And then for a while, it was just the two. And then, um, you know, and they were just kind of working on it like nights and weekends style until it became like a full-time thing. And, um, and once it became a full-time thing, it was like, it started to flesh it out. And it was like, okay, so there's going to be 12 levels. So we'll need 12 <laughs> tracks. I'm like, yeah, cool. Sick. And then by the end of it, uh, we ended up with 59 tracks. Wow. Damn. So, a lot of tracks. so when you're working with an amateur st studio like that and you're saying that it kept, you know, more people kept getting hired and it became a full-time gig, how are, is it similar to a startup company in which pe yeah. people are loaning money in order for the game to move along? Or how do you, how is money made before a game is released? Right. So there's a couple of ways. Um, first of all, the Canadian government actually um, can fund startups if you convince them that your product is worth funding. Wow. And so there was a little bit of funding from the, the Canadian Media Fund, so I think it was called. How much are we talking that Canada will give a startup? Uh, let's talk brass tax yeah, here. Yeah, let's talk well, brass yeah, tax. I mean, I, are we I moving can... to Canada? Yes or no? <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, yeah. because a part of the thing, a lot of people who play music in America might not realize this, but if you are um, a, a well-known enough band in Canada, they will give you money for that as well. So it's like yep. Canada, right. Canada like is, thing. yeah, Canada is funding the arts in like a, a really awesome way that we just don't experience here. Yeah, And a lot of the European countries do that too, I believe. Yeah, and Australia. I know Australia is Australia. pretty much every country except this one. Except for us, all thanks to the Piss Christ, that photo in the eighties. <laughs> I don't know if you know about that, but that's when Piss Christ is this photo. I can't remember the photographer. It's on the tip of my tongue. But when that photo was taken, the American government pulled funding from the arts. That was that was like the final straw because it's a picture of um, a Jesus Christ fig figurine in a, a bowl of piss. Wow. And that, that was when it America had had so enough. Took, the United States government. Went too dang far. Yeah. That's when we went too far, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Edge arts. Yeah. So are you going to like gamer conventions and shit? Like how oh, yeah. we would go to Nam or something like that? Are you like into that? Yeah. There's, scene? there's PAX uh, East in Boston, PAX West in Seattle. Paxed South in Texas, which I haven't been to. Um, obviously, none of these exist right now. But, um, uh, yeah, like, we, we would do that. And, like, you basically pay to have a booth there. Uh -huh. And um, so, you know, people walking around, they come check out your game. And that's kind of how you do, like, you know, promo and stuff leading up to the release and all that. Oh, wow. And um, even after it comes out, maybe, um, you know, you don't really – it's not really – worth it to like be there after like too long after the game comes out unless there's excuse me like a dlc or something which is like uh add-on content okay. that you know so like we did a dlc which was like uh like it was called picnic panic and it was like uh surf themed and like beach and stuff and uh so it was like yeah it was just like extra and we just like put that out as like a free download as a way to say thanks to all the players for enjoying it. Oh, that's uh, true. So yeah, we had like a booth. Uh, our, our booth was all like tiki'd out and stuff, and we were wearing lays and sunglasses and like. Oh, that's, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that seems that seems even cooler than Nam. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nam's like fine, I guess. But <laughs> have, yeah, you, have I, you been to Nam a lot, Eric? Uh, I've been to a couple. Um, yeah, it's just kind of you know, I'm I'm usually like I'll go for like a couple hours and then I'm like I'm good, and then there's yeah. three more days of it or whatever. Oh God, me too. Yeah. Is it the same yeah. vibe where it's like there there's too much happening at any given booth and it's hard to like get into the booths that you actually want to be at? Yeah, yes and no. Like there's definitely all the major, you know, all the all the big boys, Nintendo and Sony and everything, there's always like they've got massive it's just like in a convention center, you know. Yeah. So like yeah. they just got these huge booths and just, you know, lines, you know, you gotta wait in line for a couple hours to play something for fifteen minutes or whatever. Oh yeah. And, um, totally. you know, but it's, it is cool. And there's like usually other stuff. There's like panels you can go to, um, and, uh, sometime concerts and stuff like that. Do you, when you play with rainbow dragon eyes, do you play stuff like that? Um, I mostly just do my original stuff just because I don't have a lot to do if there's no vocals going on. Uh. So uh, I think she's wondering no, if you I mean, play, if you play at like convention. convention. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah. Um, not in like. I guess in a couple of different ways, like the, um, you know, going back to like the chiptune community people, like they would usually get a, a room at the convention center and then like, you know, just give them like X number of badges. And they're like, you guys can put on whatever you want to do in here. And then they'll get like a visualist set up and then just have like everybody, you know, playing for each other and like people wander in and yeah, totally. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but I wasn't, I don't, uh, I haven't really done any show where it was like part of the like programming or whatever. It was just like a part of some something else that was already happening. Yeah, totally. Like Nam will have after parties, the Gibson yeah. party or whatever, and people play at that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Totally. So what's going yeah. on with uh, Necro Goblicon? Well, we got a, we got a new album coming. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. I heard, I, full disclosure, I heard a song. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. Got a little okay. sneak preview. Because I, I was at Jason's. Did it start with the letter P? I, I don't know. I don't think he told me the title. He just Okay, it might have been that one. But uh, and I, It was I'm, way I'm, sick. I was like, damn, yeah. dude, this is fucking awesome. It yeah, was, it, sh it should be pretty thick, man. Yeah, um, it sounded but, great. Like, the just the production was killer. The yeah. guitars sounded super clean. Did you record with Jason, or did you do it somewhere else? So, yeah, I did. Um, we did... Uh, so when we did the Chop Suey cover, okay. I flew out yeah. to, I flew down there, I recorded Chop Suey and that other song that you probably heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there was just the two and like, we were going to do like a single type of deal, but then I think we just decided that we were going to save it for the album. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't record a new album yet. You just did a couple I'm actually going to be doing that next month, I think. So oh, nice. are you going to Jacob's? Uh, okay. Yeah. Like basically like we're recording drums last this time, which okay. is not generally something that you do, but yeah. like, yeah. you know, Nikki and Jason be going back and forth a lot with like the pre-production and, um, you know, and Nikki's like rewriting a lot of stuff. And so it was just kind of like, uh, it's been in the works, like pretty much for, I don't know, like, I don't remember when they first flew out there, but they would go out there in shifts. Like Nikki would go out there for a couple of weeks and, you know, work on like the pre-production with the scratch tracks and stuff like that. Then Alex would come down record some guitar yeah. And then, um, I think he's going back next month to do, to finish off the guitar stuff. And then, and then I'm on deck. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. When, when we had Jason on the show, Alex was there. Oh, cool. Yeah, of, yeah, 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 that's right. He kind of sat. I think sat, I listened to that yeah. on a flight. 
Yeah, had, yeah. He, he, he sat, sat in on the po- impromptu guest. Yeah. Call him. <laughs> that was super cool. But yeah. yeah, recording with Jason was super fun. I, w- I went down there to do the yeah. uh, job for a cowboy album. And it was a really... Yeah, cool. sick. It was, yeah, it was super fun. Apart from recording. Everything else was really fun. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. It's so fucking funny, man. <laughs> like, that dude, like I, I mean, I was obviously like... I was super stoked to meet him for the first time because like crotch duster was a very important part of my musical upbringing. I can, I can can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Like literally the first thing I asked him was like, so when's the new crotch duster? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it's probably like 20 years old at this point. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty fucking old. Cause I actually, I, you know, I talk about my old band a lot cause, cause stories, but I remember hearing it like on our second tour. Wow. And I was just like, man, this is so stupid. I hate this. Yeah. But now I can appreciate it. You know? It's ahead of its time, I guess you could say. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is so too goofy, man. But I mean, yeah. he was just like, immediately, you know, would just like, he'd just be like saying weird shit to make you laugh and yeah. like, just to really like break down the walls like right away and just yeah. make you feel comfortable. And yeah, and like, so it's, it's cool working with him. Yeah. He's, he's really, really cool. I really enjoyed working with him. And usually when I record, I have like a moment where I'll like, be kind of mean you know i i I, unfortunately you know about that (laughs) yeah we're gonna tell that story here (laughs) i I feel so bad about that dude Uh, dude you really shouldn't like i'm gonna honestly it's like i don't know if this happens to you like when i come off stage i'm like a total mat like lunatic and i already have sort of an attitude anyway but we'll get to that but i i didn't have a moment like that but i was like i was being kind of like he could tell that I was a little bit like pissed. Yeah. And he he was just he was really really cool about it. Like he was just like, "All right, well, let's just go take a break, man." You know, like he was let's didn't go, even like, like go sm- there. Just smoke hella dabs and watch <laughs> science. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like, "Well, let's go inside for a little while." You know, cuz I start, he could tell that I was annoyed, so I was like, "Man, this is a good good producer." Yeah. But J- the story yeah. was that anyway, for those listening, um, Tell us the story, guys. Boy. I know the story. So I, we were pl- Anthios was on tour with Necrogalvacon. Hold on, we should actually. This show was really crazy because I don't know if you remember this, but it might have been during our set or during oh the God, set right after us. Yeah. Like someone died. A guy in died the middle of the show. The show. Yeah. A guy died at the show. Passed yeah. out. I can't remember what happened, but our merch guy at the time, Michael Fallis. Um, he was studying to be an EMT, a paramedic. So he, when he the, is a paramedic, he now, is a paramedic now, yeah. but he was studying on that tour. And when the guy, I think it was a guy passed out, Fallis yeah. was like one of the first people there trying to give the guy CPR and getting him help. But I can't remember what had happened. Um, there was like definitely some like pre-existing condition thing there. Um, and they had just like passed out and the ambulance came and, yeah, that was scary. Yeah, the person passed away. Rest yeah. in peace. That's really awful. But yeah. Then yeah, so that was worse than my little outburst. Yeah. But yeah. so Eric was just, he was like, sometimes death metal drummers, they <laughs> warm up like the, with the, like their pedals on the bass drum. Yeah. Right. And this just happened to be where the, his kit was like right next to the stage. It's so like I could so hear I, him I, warming up. Yeah, and in between songs, I was like, "Hey, man, stop! Shut up! I can hear you." You know, and I was and like, "I have my fucking shits in." Yeah, so yeah. So I, I like totally threw a drumstick gone. over there. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure. Obviously, you didn't mean anything by it, but like, yeah. I don't know. I just, it just made me so mad, and like, 
I after the show, I like ran under your guys's bus, and I was like, "Where's Aircat, man?" And I was like, "I heard." I, I, I was gonna fucking, die. I was like, <laughs> "Did you, you really? fucking?" We're like, <laughs> it was "I like, could hear you the whole fucking I, time." You fucked my setup. I was like, "I mean, uh, I'm, just, I, I'm so sorry." I sh- that was so out of line, dude, and I was, just feel so it was bad. Extreme. It was pretty extreme, but I I didn't not deserve that, and I mean, I'm gonna that's... remember it for the rest of my life. <laughs> um. But also, I, I learned I learned a hard lesson that day. And I, I'm so sorry, I'm, man. It's not, like, dude, like honestly, like I mean, it was just you know, I, I was just totally not even yeah. paying attention. I I mean, I obviously didn't think that you yeah. could hear me, or I would yeah. not have been doing. Obviously, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. you're a nice guy, obviously, but yeah. I don't know why. Just for some reason, it was just. I don't it's know. I, when I get on tour, you know, I'm tired, and I'm that's just your, like, okay, that's you that's know. your moment, you know, and yeah, yeah, like and, you just want. Yeah. So I I like, I get it. I freaked out, you know, because I'm usually pretty nice, you know, but I have my moments where I freak out. And then I remember that night, like everyone in your band was like being real nice to me, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm such an asshole, dude. Like, oh, dude. No, man. Like, (laughs) don't even, like, honestly, I mean, I I feel terrible that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I made you do that essentially. Not really. I mean, I've, but also, I usually have a little freak out on tour like that every once in a while. That happens. Uh, well, then I'm honored that it was me. Yeah, you, you were the freak out of that tour. Before That's that, a- I freaked out on the guy from uh, Mushroom Head. Remember that? Oh, oh shit. wait. This was one of our first shows, though. The guy from Mushroom Head, he, no offense, but he full on deserved it. Like, okay. he, like you know when you know when like I'm trying I'm trying to tiptoe around it, but really yeah. he really deserved it. He was being a total drunk asshole to our to us while we were just being there, being like very calm in a circle and Probably sober. Kind of shit. No, like we're we're yeah. So we're at our van, like just kind of hanging out. There, it was at that club Club Red in, in Phoenix Arizona. where there's like two different sides, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, he comes up like all drunk, and he think you know, he think thinks they're all big and stuff, you know. They were playing, okay, you know how Club Red has two different stages? Yeah. So they were playing the bigger stage, and we were playing on the other stage. I can't remember who with. but Anyway, he was just like, oh, he, and he comes up to the van, and he's like talking to somebody in our band, and I'm like, I don't like the way this is going. You know, this is, and then he, somebody was playing guitar in the van, like, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's that, one of those get fiddles, you know? And I was like, hey, man. Why don't you get the fuck out of here, dude? <laughs> I just like, wow. I just freaked out on him, and he he was like, "Oh, all right, all right, man, I'm I'm out of here." You know, like it was also kind of uncalled for, I guess. But it, but I don't, dick. But yeah, I mean, he kind of sucked anyway, and it was honestly just kind of funny. Like we were just, all just like yeah. laughing about. I it. mean, you know how it gets, man. It's like sometimes there are just people. Sometimes when people are super shit faced and no one else around yeah, them is I know. drunk, because we were all stone cold sober. Yeah, we were, so and, like, and it was three and o'clock they catch in the afternoon. Bad day, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it's like another thing for me is when people like come and they they want to get up in our van. You know, it's like. Dude, don't do that. You know, this is like yeah. my home. Okay, That's you need to fun. get the fuck out of here. My so, sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, again, I'm sounding like a jerk, but <laughs> I guess I'm a jerk. But it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's not like you're a jerk 100 percent of the time. No, like, it's you... like I guess I'm thinking 90, 90, 10. Yeah, 90, 10. it's probably oh, definitely that. But, but also, I think it's kind of good to have a jerk on tour. I don't know. I'm just saying, someone's got to do it, right? Jerks get shit done yeah, sometimes, so. you know. Jerks do and, get stuff done. Um, 
And it's not like you don't do stuff outside of being a jerk. You know, you do That's a lot true. of stuff and you're really good at it. So thank you. Oh, by thank the you. way, before I forget, dude, that video you posted where you like sampled all the guitar and you were triggering it off of the drum oh, set. Oh, thank you. That's like the coolest fucking thing ever. I've been like dreaming of something like that, but then I saw your video and I was like, well, he did it. So that's good enough. <laughs> dude, I, I have two. And like, honestly, after I did it, I was like, all right, that this is my calling. Like I'm, yeah, this is like what I'm going to do. You know, it's my, yeah. and then I haven't done it since. We so. almost decided to make that our band because yeah, we, we were like, dude, Cheney, should we make like an EP like this? Yeah. You we know? were like, let's do it. But we have you definitely do like some videos or something. I know. Cause yeah. it's pretty like, do some videos. Don't quit your day job yeah, yeah. over the triggering thing. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Shit. I was, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty stoked on it because I did it in like a couple hours. You know, that wasn't like some wow. huge thing that I had been working on. It was just I kind of had the idea, and we we finally now have a place where I can play drums like all the time in our, in our house. Oh yeah. So I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna do some stuff that I've always you know wanted to try out." And then, yeah, I just did it like I just cut up like a scale of notes, mm-hmm. and then put it. I just put those in samplers and just randomized them, you know. Yeah. And that that's pretty much. And then I sort of like turned automated different samplers on and off to have like the different riffs. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. So have you have you used uh, shreddage? I have. Yeah. yeah, I just those never sound like the way I want them to. You know what I mean? Well, please like, elaborate. Uh, what is shreddage? Oh, shreddage is is a contact library. It's basically Easy Drummer for guitar. Okay, that's okay. I know yeah. of the of the library. The best one that I've found that I actually use quite a bit is called Real Eight. Real Eight. Yeah, and it's oh, not. Eight. Yeah, it, well, they have. It's like real, so they have like yeah. real strat, real, you know, whatever. Real seven, real and I got the real eight one. I just like hounded them until they gave it to me. Nice. And uh yeah. It's really sick. I use it like I'll use it quite a bit. And and dude, you can actually like sometimes I'll take my like guitar pro shit demos yeah, and just and throw it in there that. and it's like it, you have to you have to go through and do the palm mutes, but yeah, I it mean, sounds- it's way better for, like, mock-ups and stuff because I don't play any other instruments. I mean, I can kind of, like, plink around on the keyboard a little bit. Okay. But- I was wondering if you played guitar. It I seems know, like we you were- probably you got a pretty good handle. Yeah, on it seriously, s- it seems like you're a guitar player. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just never got into it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Guitar does suck. I mean, it's it's really fun to play, like, on the couch and stuff, but I don't know, being a full-time guitar I don't know. And guitar players are just shot people. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all the best ones I know, they're like, man, I wish I had played drums. Dude, yeah. Drums like my mom are. Can give me a drum kit because it's too loud. It is. Yeah. Way loud. No, that's exactly. I wanted to play drums. That's what yeah. I wanted to be when I was a kid, but my parents wouldn't get me. Well, first of all, it was too expensive. And second of all, expensive. way too loud. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around it for me. My dad plays drums. So I kind of got lucky right. there. You know, it's like he always had a drum set set up. So. My dad was in the Marine Band, played trumpet. Oh, wow. And, okay. uh, my mom is a pipe organist, also plays piano, and wow. she's like choir director at her church. Nice. Uh, actually recorded the piano and pipe organ on uh, Veil of Noth, uh, the two album. There's like oh, intros. Wow. Yeah, like piano intro and a pipe organ intro, and that's her playing at her church. That wow. is super sick. I bet everyone figures it's just a VST. Oh, right, yeah, I'm sure. but it's like a fucking Zoom you know, recorder <laughs> and like her and she had to play the uh one of them was to a click or maybe they were both to a click and like 
not used to doing that, but I mean, she, she killed it, you know? Yeah, Does she amazing. have one of those like wood metronomes that has like the, the TikTok thing? Dude, I don't know, but I actually have one. I found one at a thrift store. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, my, so yeah, my dad has one. He's like had it my whole life, but I don't know how not, you're going to get anything done with that on drums. I mean, it's like going to overpower it. True. Yeah. Very true. I, I have like a practice pad kit upstairs in the living room, like in front of the couch. So instead of relaxing, I'm just like on the practice pad kit, like watching TV or something. Yep. Smart. And, uh, but it definitely looks sick, like up on like the, uh, on the mantelpiece there, yeah. you know, <laughs> that might be like a cool, to, to watch a cool merch item, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh. But also I noticed, sorry to nerd out on you. You have a Sarsi Copto pedal or whatever. Sarsi Copto? Yeah. Copto? How'd you, how'd you pull that copies. one? How'd you manage that, dude? Why? I'm what jealous. is it? Is it a very special pedal? They're a, a boutique Polish brand of, yeah. uh. Yeah, they're like the heaviest pedals in the entire world. Um, basically, we were, it was the uh, Rings of Saturn tour. It was okay. Rings of Saturn, Necro, uh, Mental Cruelty, and Harbinger. Oh, it was in Europe. In Europe, okay. yeah. So okay. I actually had them shipped to the first day of the tour. Got it. And I didn't bring any other pedals. I'm like, oh, I'm getting my new pedals. I don't need a backup. You All know? right. Like, and do you like up. it? I like them a lot. I mean, I, I came from Axis land and Axis is like the lightest pedals in the world. Uh-huh. And then I got the heaviest pedals in the world. So there's a little, little bit of getting used to there, but you know, Necro is not like a tech death bin. Right. So like, you know, it was pretty manageable. Like I feel like if, if we were, if we played a lot faster shit, I would have been pickier and maybe brought like okay. another set. Well, a lot of but, fast guys use those. So yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I was just so used to the Axis, you right, know, right. and, but I had, I tried them a long time ago. I was touring with Swashbuckle and, um, there was my first time in Europe was with Swashbuckle in like 2012, maybe or something like that or 13. And, um, this was when they were still on nuclear blast and, uh, we played summer breeze and we played a few other festivals and we did some clubs in between and decapitated was also a nuclear blast. Right. We ended up playing and Krim was in the band then. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he had those. And so we ended up playing like three or four shows in a row with them just at these clubs. And, um, he actually let me use his pedals for one of the shows. Cause we were like dirting out and talking yeah. about him. And, stuff. and, um, it was definitely like something different, but it was just like, it was just like sticking your feet in butter, man. Like yeah, I know. it was just I, like, I just want them because they're like rare. Yeah, and they look sick, and I, <laughs> they I got look them super cool. Yeah, my, my Basset Hound's face engraved on the okay. foot plate. Like, my, oh, that's awesome! Like Cheney, they, they don't sell them. Like you, you have to like fill they out a even, form yeah. on the website oh, really? and get them ordered. And then there's something about getting shit shipped from Poland to here. It's like so, can't yeah, do well, it. They actually, they actually can't even sell them in the states because of patent infringement with Trick. Because oh, really? Some of the, oh, really? Yeah. So some of the components are, are like technically infringing on their patent, but only in the U.S. No, I want one even more. That's Straight interesting. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, it was like an eight, eight month process yeah, and they yeah. were shipped to the venue maybe a week before the show. Like, wow. and I was like, I mean, because there's like a queue and all that shit. Right. And uh, working out the engraving stuff. And, um, but, you know, so I had just opened up the dialogue long ass time Got before. It. So you then, got the shirt. And the case and all that stuff, stickers, the, the uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the sick road case. Um, fucking <laughs> dude brought like 50 I'm such a fucking lanyards nerd. and yeah, that's sick. 
yeah, those are hella cool, man. Uh, so how, how much was it? It was like twelve hundred bucks. Was it twelve hundred bucks? I twelve hundred euro, I believe. Damn! Oh, fifteen hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's close. To, it was like probably like fourteen hundred US. I think. I don't know. That's just, the, and they're also like metal. Like well, their logo has like a pentagram in it. So it's like Dude, you know, the, I mean? the uh, translation means the devil's hoof. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> now yeah, I, like now my, I want them. I just want. I look at them on Instagram. I follow them and stuff, and like I send them an Instagram message, like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you guys would." And this is no, yeah, man, they didn't respond, but they're like, "Oh uh, man, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, are you like Polish or part?" I am. Polish? I am part he Polish. Is. Yeah. Is. I don't know if that's going to get me in though. I don't hey know everyone, I'm yeah. Polish. Club, then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would reach out to him again. Maybe I, it was through email. I was. Yeah, talking yeah. I, I'm sure I could it. work something out. I just uh, if you could. Get I didn't even. Fly. I didn't even try because I don't. I don't think I'm famous enough. But mm-hmm. I was just like. Also, I was just like I needed new pedals. Yeah. And I had been thinking about these for years, and I finally just like pulled the trigger, and you know, and that was that. I think this is the first time so, we've talked about drum so you gear say, on the show. I don't think it is because we've had a lot of drum with Alex. I know usually we don't talk about drum gear, but this, 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 but, I have to talk about. But this, just this. out of curiosity, you say they're the heaviest deal. thing. I I know what axis pedals like. Axis pedals are yeah. very thin. Yeah, and they when they hit, it's like feather weight. But yeah, so yeah. what's different about these pedals? Like the the mallet is that what it's called? The well, beater. The beater. <laughs> yeah. I only no, fuck the with mallet. the drums. I don't know anything no about them. I'm a vocalist, everyone. So yeah. whatever. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tomato, tomato. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, like they're literally physical. Like in the case, I think they're like 35 pounds. Holy I didn't know that. Shit. I did not what? know that. Yeah. Those axis pedals have to weigh ma- maybe ten pounds, right? Yeah, if that. That is maybe. insane. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just really thick. I mean, they're just really well manufactured, and you know, it's just so they're just so smooth. Like the left feels identical to the right, and yeah. that's like pretty rare with doubles. Yeah, I just feel like you bust out those at a show, and it's just like it's like those who know. If you know, you know. You know what I mean? It's like. You see the pedals. Well, it's obviously you know, you know a statement because I don't even know where Naveen <laughs> saw these this pedal of yours. At well, I'm all, on right? my drum group on Facebook. Oh, you're in the drum group, Eric. No, I don't think he is. Oh. I saw him on his Instagram today. Oh, got yeah. you, got you. Oh, okay, but I'm in like a nerd metal drummer. Metal group. drummer nerds worldwide. That's, oh, that's, you both know. I lurk in there, dude. I'm in there answering questions and shit. Like <laughs> I, I only business. lurk and do. I don't honestly. The only thing I see on Facebook is Simpsons board posting. Really? <laughs> That's the only thing. I have a I have a plugin that actually deletes the news feed on my browser on my desktop. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a plugin for Firefox called Newsfeed Eradicator. That's sick. And what it, it's just like a JavaScript thing, and it when you open Facebook, the news feed just isn't there, and it's replaced with like a randomized inspirational quote. So anytime, <laughs> anytime I like log in to do something, you know, like maybe talk some shit. Or, or write something about fluid or whatever dumb shit. Yeah, your to. posts. I'm a huge fan of your Facebook posting. Oh, my God. I can't believe you actually see I that I love shit. it. Oh, I do. But I, I'm about to get Facebook newsfeed eradicator, so it's I'll great, never see honestly. it again. Uh, the only problem is not on mobile. So uh, that is I, don't a have, problem. I don't have the app installed on my phone. So anytime I'm checking Facebook on my phone, it's through the browser, and I feel like they purposely make it shitty to get you to download the app. They yeah, do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're like a anti-social media guy. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's such a weird, I just can't take it seriously. And I go through these phases where I'm like, you know, I should really dial this in and like maybe make some videos or something. And then like 
30 seconds later, I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm just going to like talk about eggs or something else. Yeah. You know, just say something random and stupid. Yeah. Because like, I don't even know who the fuck is on there anymore. It's like, it was like my friends at first. And then all these people started adding me and then I stopped approving them. And then every now and then I'll just go through and approve everybody. And then instantly I get like a hundred more friend requests. I'm like, yeah. who are yeah. these people? Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> you know what happens to me? Like, I'll, I'll be like, all right, I should probably approve some people. Because I don't, I don't really pay that much attention to all the, that side of Facebook. The friends. Or I'm like, oh, my friends are like down to 4,400. I can go approve like 600 people. But I, I start having like, A, I start having like a moral dilemma. Because I'm like, all right, well, do I scroll all the way down? To, right? to see if it's someone that you know. I feel no. Scroll it's never to the first come it's first serve situation you know. though. Right? Because it's like. I start. I did this the other day because I've never. Usually, I just go. All right, I'll just approve, and you start at the top, right? Yeah. yeah. The top are the most recent requests. Are they? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I started scrolling down, dude. There's requests in there from five years ago, <laughs> and I and I approved it, and I'm like, this person might not even cool. want to be friends with me yeah, anymore. Yeah, they became. They, mind. Yeah, they're not a fan. Like no I kept on scrolling and scrolling, and I was like, fuck, these. We're getting down to like four years, and I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. But then you get to a point where I'm like, all right, approve, approve, approve. And then it's like, I'll be doing that. And then it'll be like, oh, your friend request was sent, right? And I realize that I'm like not in that. And yeah. I'm in the people you may know. Yeah. And, I'm, and I've just requested to be friends with like 100 oh, people oh. that I don't even want to be friends. I know. It's like and then I'm like, there. oh, God, I can't undo it. I don't even know what I just did. Yeah. You know, and That's these people, are, they message me. Why do you want to be friends with me? You know, it's that kind totally of thing. totally embarrassing. It's, yeah. I'm like a dad on Facebook, dude. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of are. Sometimes I have to tell you like how to post things and how, yeah, you know, yeah. how to make it public. But you honestly, make it public honestly, I feel like I'm getting a little too old for fa for all social media because it, it just advances at such a rapid rate that I can't I keep up with it anymore. It's the same yeah, as like, I mean, it's there, you know, it's like you got to use it for your shit. And yeah. but I don't know, it's it's not worth putting any real honest thought into i think yeah I, I agree with you it's also not worth putting any emotional stake into that's definitely the, not that, definitely that's the thing that, no emotion whatsoever yeah, people need to yeah. realize don't ride any sort of fulfillment I, in there i think know? that's the issue with people in social media they put a lot of um their self-worth in social media especially in what we do because well, they think their social identity is their real identity oh absolutely and it's like you know there is this this thing where it's like if you post stuff, you you think of it as, okay, my I'm getting my stuff out there. I'm getting my band out there and more people are going to listen to me and what I do. But then it's like, you know, there are other ways to achieve that as well. Social media isn't the only answer. But I mean, right. you're, you're, how old are you? 36. Okay, yeah. So you were around back in the day when it was like, we actually just went on tour. We toured yeah. for people to know who we were. So switching my over- space. Yeah, MySpace, man. So switching over into this world of like, you have to be known on the internet in order to be known in real life. And, you know, it's just, it's sort of weird. And I feel like a lot of people invest their their worth in like all of these numbers. These This weird- The thing that's gross to me is when people do that, but they don't actually make or do anything. They're just like, really, they're trying to grow their, their, their following- on what like selfies and yeah. you know nails or something like <laughs> yes. hair, hair. yeah makeup and, and hair color and yeah uh, you know body 
but it's just like, and, yeah, and then you're just like on your phone all the time. And like, that's your life. Like, is that what you, you know, is that what you want? I know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I do post a lot like over the last couple of months. I've been making videos and stuff, but I just do it. I just look at it like another way to be creative. You know, that's kind of how I'm looking yeah, exactly. at it. Like, like I'm just like, you know what? I think this video, like I, I have fun with it. It's like, you know, I'm like, like oh, this video is sick. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's cool. And that's really the the main component for me. And there's definitely something to like, you know, just thinking about how each platform is different and then tailoring the same thing in like five different ways for yeah. each platform or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. There's definitely like some kind of satisfaction that that goes along with like figuring that out. Totally. Or even not figuring it out, but just making it an attempt. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But I could totally... I mean, I go through phases where I'm like, all right, fuck this. I'm never posting again. You Me know too. That. <laughs> Me too. I, go, I do the same thing that you were talking about. I go back and forth between, okay, I'm going to like post a lot of stuff that's like me screaming and stuff. But honestly, I don't, beyond this podcast, I don't share a lot of my personal life in Instagram yeah. or Facebook. It's all band related. And I'm yeah. not... I'm not sure if, if I, I mean, it's like if we, it's hard to say that if we weren't in bands that we would even be interested as much in even having accounts, maybe. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. No, I don't think I, I, I don't think I would, honestly. It just, it's literally, it's, it's the least, the least fun thing about doing music or creative shit is yeah. like trying to figure out how to like filter it through these websites in oh, order for people to like see it. It's but true. I mean, there's, Definitely like a lot of potential there. Yeah. For virality or whatever, even just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there, there is just the fact that it is a part of being in music now. You know, is what it is. Uh, yeah. I guess it just is what it is. But, but I, I always liken it to, I'm sure there was a point in time where people felt that way about going on tour, right? It's like, yeah, maybe going on tour, you're going to leave your hometown. What's that about? You yeah. Know? So I don't know. You have to adapt to an extent. I mean, but I think it's important to not get like I, I'm not caught up in it where I'm like going to go lock myself in the bathroom for three hours if I don't get like X amount of views that, on my video. That's you know what I mean? think the real problem is, is I I'm down to post videos of myself, but putting my self-worth, placing my self-worth and how many likes or views I get on my videos or compared to how many oh, likes thanks. or views. Of, yeah, yeah that it's, sucks. it's just a total waste of life. I mean, there's. It's brutal. There's so much else. I, and I feel like when you do that, you're taking away from your art. You're taking away yeah. from the things that you should I mean, be investing your time in. Any amount of time you spend ruminating over all this stuff is time spent away from doing something of actual yeah. value. Exactly. And when you get down to, if you keep following the road of like, oh, I got more, more and more views, well, then you start getting down to stuff that just straight up sucks because that's the... You know, most stuff that gets a lot of views, it's like you're, something you're stupid. creating stuff for the algorithm as opposed to for yeah. what is correct for yeah. you. Yeah, for exactly. the love of the music. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Isn't that what it's about? Isn't it it's about, about the, the love, love of music? Dude. Yeah, it's just I don't know if it is anymore. I think it might be about like it's about the likes. Actually, let's be honest. The likes. <laughs> yeah, the likes. Very, definitely, the, the love weird. reacts is what Hair it's reacts. About. Yeah, for sure. Hair. But I mean, like in the MySpace <laughs> thing, it was. It was all about the hair in MySpace. <laughs> all about the bangs. Like I guess you just had like a you had one song on there. That was like the content, right? Just like yeah, a you, song. Uh, so from what I remember about MySpace, you could have a couple of songs in your player. I don't know if you could put like a whole album in your player or not. So you had a couple of songs and then you had a top eight. 
And it was just, you would get plays on and have friends add you on MySpace. It wasn't really as deep as it is There now. wasn't a news feed either, right? It was just, you had to go to people's pages. It was a pages. bulletin board. Yeah. It was a bulletin board. Yeah. And what, the bulletin board, did people reply to it? I can't really remember. I can't it, remember what it was like at all. That's I think I you could like maybe send them a message or something like that. Um, I don't really remember. I don't Do you guys know about, uh, I think it's called hate. Hey space or Hey friend or something. It's somebody made like a MySpace clone. I, I heard of that. I have heard of that. Called, I'm gonna look it up. I think it's, yeah, it's called Hey space. Wait, no, it's not called Hey space. That's something else. The, um, hate space. Hate. Yeah. Hate. It's hate space. <laughs> hate. I remember that, uh, Justin Timberlake, I think bought a part of MySpace. Sure like did. recently. Yeah. Because they oh, were trying weird. to, they space were trying to, that's what it's called. Sorry. Face bait. Yeah. Space hay, as in space hay. Oh, space hay. Huh. And it's, it's basically just, like the old MySpace. Yeah, it's designed to look exactly like retro MySpace, and but you, it's you, an actual social media site. Okay, so we should get up on that. I might oh, have yeah. to get up on there, dude. Yeah, uh, just yeah. the three of us will be the only people on that <laughs> site, yeah. and then we'll just post things to each it. other. Yeah, you get it now. <laughs> like we can't. I can't be. We're gonna on, be the Dane Cook of the hay space. Because <laughs> Dane Cook, okay, Dane Cook got yeah. famous because MySpace of MySpace. Comedian. Yes, MySpace comedian. Oh, is that true? One hundred percent. Damn, I did not. Yeah, know that. no, I I've listened to a few podcasts as, as of late with Dane Cook, like recently, and he was just on MySpace twenty four hours a day, like sending out requests and yeah. and adding people in that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, speaking about podcasts, what was that like getting all kinds of talked about on Joe Rogan? I know you got dude. dude when, oh, yeah, when I, okay, I'm just going to say when I personally, because I was listening to it live uh -huh. or, you know, when it aired and when I heard it, I like <laughs> had to rewind it like three times to be like, yeah, you're like what? Post is this Malone real? talking yeah, I, about dude, I was like, right now? Oh yeah. Like we did it. And that's not I even my bad. I definitely, I definitely got a lot of texts. Uh, one of them was from my <laughs> sister who I guess finally figured out that I'm actually doing something with my life. No, that's definitely that. That's the, the the way to find out. Like, yeah. you just got mentioned on fucking Joe. By Post just Malone. If you're watching, I'm just kidding. By Post but. Malone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But so he what, did think that John was the singer. He you did. Know? He did. And then a lot of people looked us up and they're like, hey, Goblin's not the singer. <laughs> Fuck this band. <laughs> but you know, what, you know what John does do is that what... Uh, I, is it called Hey Now? What's it called? Right Now. Right Now with John Goblicon. I watch that shit religiously. Nice. No joke. I, I'll log on to it. Like every, when I'm at work, I'll be like, I'm just going to go watch John Goblicon videos all day. Dude, it's so good. It's so it's, good. It's going to come back. It's it's not done, but it will be back eventually. Amazing. Because I mean, I, I'll sit and watch the interviews over and over because I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, there were, there were some good ones. He's he's quite the character, that guy. Yeah, I mean, and Jerry. I'm personally, I don't know who the fuck Jerry is. If his name well, is, Jerry's just Jerry, you know. Is his name really Jerry? I don't know, probably. <laughs> so what's this that you guys are talking about for those who don't okay, know? Okay, so. Oh, yeah. This is an, a, basically an interview show, a Q&A that John Goblicon does with, with uh, people in bands and actors and things like that. And it's called Right Now with John Goblicon. And it's fucking hilarious. It's on and he's got and a sidekick named YouTube, Jerry. Yeah. We, uh, there was during Warp Tour, we filmed like 10 episodes, you know, just like little like two, three minute videos or, or you know, five minute videos or whatever. Um, you know, because Warp Tour, like fucking, 
you know, 64 or whatever bands were there. Yeah. And so we just started like pulling people in and uh, we got the used and uh, a couple guys from every time I die. Yeah, I um, and uh, yeah. And the twisted dudes, which are so sick, by the way, I'm like, oh, part oh. Now yeah, after yeah. rocking out with them. <laughs> are you guys, are you like chill with the twisted dudes now? Yeah, absolutely. That's like they wanted to tour with us and everything. And, we oh, just yeah. it, we couldn't line it. It might happen eventually, but that's awesome. That's something that's so cool about Necro Goblicon too is that I feel like you guys could go on tour with almost anyone on Earth. It's like we don't fit in anywhere, and so we fit in everywhere. It's yeah. Yeah. totally yeah. true. Yeah, totally true. Definitely true. But we definitely are all about like being the sore thumb on like real metal tours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with you guys and rings and like, you know, all that shit. Like that was a fun ass tour we did. With that was fucking a yeah, band. really good. It was tour. so fun. That was a really it was good so tour. fun. That was the first time I, I knew about Necro Goblicon and I was like hooked. We nice. listened on the, on the drive home from that tour. Naveen and I listened to that to uh welcome to bonkers a few times. Yeah. And it was just like, it's really good. dude, this album, I, I normally hate like funny goofy music i seriously fucking hate it but there's something that's so <laughs> well done about necro goblicon it's like just really well written and it's yeah. it, I, I don't know it's just so well, good it's, it's like obviously people only show up because john's gonna be there and we've accepted that do you think that's ago. true well i think initially I mean, not really. Okay, sure. It's a little of both. Whatever. Well, one thing that I will say is that there there was like a line of people there to meet John. And yeah. I was just like, wow, these guys are really lucky because they can go and drink beer while whoever's in that, whoever's John yeah. is like there suffering. Had, have you guys been to uh, Black Sky Brewery? Shout out Black Sky Brewery. Denver, yeah. Colorado. Okay, next time go. you're in town. I want to go right now. You'll take you us. You gotta go. It's the heavy metal bar. All, all the metalheads in town go there. All right, you're taking us. Is it open yeah. right now or is it closed right now? It's open right now. Oh, oh shit. shit. How long is it they were in danger of closing, but they're they're open as fuck. And uh. I was there last night and there was a guy there wearing a necro hoodie and I sat right next to him and um I was just talking to like some other people and then eventually and I was just we were just talking about metal and shit and like somebody brought their bluetooth and so I was playing the new brand of sacrifice which by the way is fucking crippling new brand of sacrifice. Yeah, I got to check that Sick. out. So yeah, I, I need to listen to really it. Checked it out. Yeah. Um, so this guy with the Necro hoodie on, we were just talking about metal and shit. And then finally I worked up the courage to ask him where he got his hoodie. And he was like, oh, I got it at a uh, summer slaughter. Yeah, it was oh, six wow. shows. I was like, yeah, man, hell yeah, that was a sick show. Yeah, you're like, I was there. And then oh, somebody, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I was there. That was a fun show. And, um, and somebody else kind of like threw me under the bus. Like, do you know he's the drummer? And he's like, that's where I recognize you. <laughs> it took like seriously two and a half hours. Like, wait a minute. You're not the goblin. All right. And this happens, I, I tweeted this the other day where I will literally be going to the grocery store wearing my necro hoodie. Someone's like, Hey man, nice hoodie. Be like, thanks. And that's yeah. the whole interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Definitely. I, like, I've done that a bunch of times. What? Yeah. yeah. Just like being in previous bands and someone will say something about it. Oh yeah. oh yeah like yeah it's super mm -hmm. sick like like have you heard animals it's like yeah they're super they're super sick man or no i was like when i did jujitsu a kid there was like talking to me about animals oh yeah and i was like yeah they're pretty good i was like yeah they're pretty cool but then i was wearing a uh um the audio tree shirt oh yeah the next time mm -hmm. and he was like 
where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, I played Audio Tree. And he was like, what? So, so I don't even want to know what happened if I if I would have told him that I was in Animals, you know, because yeah, he, he was like freaking it. out about the Audio Tree thing. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta. I I, I love being incognito personally. Yeah, I me mean, too. I don't. I'm not gonna be like, oh, by the way. I yeah. was, you know, no, did you know? You know? Do you have any idea who Cause, I? Because then I don't. Then I have harder. to talk about it, and I just de- definitely don't want to. It's talk about harder it. for me. I gotta to go be. buy some eggs, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very hard for me to be in incognito. If someone knows about right. our band, they kind of they might yeah. know what I look the like. Face of the band, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Singer. Yeah, I mean, even on right. tour, it's like the rest of my band can get off stage, and no one yeah, knows yeah. who they are at all. But yeah. you know, since I'm like one of. 10 women at the metal show most yeah, of the time right. it's like all right she looks like the one that was on stage that's that's her it's great dude it's so dude our bass player he sells the merch most tours he's the oh, merch yeah. guy yep he, and yeah. he will we'll get off he'll get right off stage go right over to the merch sweating profusely <laughs> from the show as you do and somebody goes up to him like hey is the band gonna be here and he's like i don't know he's like i don't know maybe Want to buy a shirt? Like, <laughs> literally just watched us play. Dripping in sweat. Dripping in sweat and it doesn't recognize him. That's that's important. Like, that's something that I think people should realize if they do something stupid or whatever, like in a band online or whatever. It's like, nobody knows, like, anything yeah. about you. Like, it's they don't even know important. when they see you on stage. And then they... Because you look different from on stage to over there. Yeah, you like look, I, you I remember look when when I was stage. in Animals, I got um, like people would recognize after because like I was Animals doesn't have a singer, so like I was the drums are kind of forefront, and people would I'm not trying to brag, but people would recognize me. So I well, didn't ex- three piece too, and you're like yeah. right in the middle there. Yeah. yeah, so I would get stopped a lot, and I was like, I have an idea, and I got a hat and like non-prescription glasses <laughs> nice. and dude uh, when i would wear that i would never get stopped i mean so never we we clark s- kent we dude. saw circus Survi- <laughs> we saw circus survive play at this huge mannered this huge like arena in mountain view and our our friend steve is the drummer of circus survive and we were talking or walking around with him after the yeah. show and no one knows that it's him yeah it's crazy you know it's like band members can go pretty incognito i'm i'm just telling to get a that. goblin yeah, if get a goblin. No, no. That one. was our that was our thing on Warp Tour, and be like, uh, just other, like, talking to other bands, like, oh, what color is your goblin? You know, like, <laughs> like every every band has a goblin, but it's oh just yeah, it, like you just assume that everyone has a goblin. Right, right, exactly. What's up with, what's up with your goblin? Yeah. Well, when's your guys' goblin getting here? Because ours is he's suiting up. Yeah, our, ours is like the superstar of Warp Tour right now, and you know, yours should go over there. That's hilarious. He won prom king at Warp Tour. John Galvin did. Of course. Who else yeah. would have won? Yeah. Come on. Who was on Warp Tour with you? Like uh, the used, apparently. Davey Havoc. Know, other people. Oh, the used. The so, used. what year did you guys do Warp Tour? What's that? I think what, was it like a was it re, like somewhat recent? Oh, I guess Warped yeah, Tour isn't was a thing. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Twenty eighteen. Is that right? Yeah. I, I mean, it must have been like one of the last ones, or the last one, maybe. It was the last one. Wow. Um, wow. Well, the last national one. So they did like a couple of uh, satellite shows, like Warped not show. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad with dates. Twenty seventeen. I am. No, it was eighteen. It was twenty eighteen. I there is oh, no wow. way I would ever know what your anything I've ever done is in. 
straight up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless there's like there's document there's flyers. They don't yeah. always put the year on the flyer though. I know they, they really never don't. do. And it's I try to look it up sometimes, and I'm like, especially, well, that fucking especially help if it's a one-off show flyer, they rarely yeah. put the date or, or the year or the city. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? The way that I determine how basically everything in my life happened is when um, when animal what was that? Song the song kick listing <laughs> or fans in town. Yeah. No, fans the way town. I do it is uh just my estimating goes by when animosity broke up. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we broke up in 2008, <laughs> and it was probably one year before that. So it's probably 2007. Yeah. That's that's how yeah, I do yeah. it. Like that's the the center like yeah point of reference. That's just yeah. like I remember that when that happened. That's you know? the, that's so, literally the only year that you remember. Yeah. Do you remember a venue? I remember watching you guys when I lived in Nashville. Do you remember a venue called The Muse? Of course. It's yeah. a Domino's now. Did you oh, know? yeah, it's a Domino's. You know what's weird is um, <laughs> when I was doing merch on Naveen's, one of your last tours. Uh, no, it was the first Animals headliner yeah. that I was doing merch on. Yeah. That was like a show at The Muse. And I think that the next year it became a Domino's. That was like uh, one of the last that. shows there. So I got to see well, it. I can't believe that they would serve food in that in that building i'm assuming they, they gutted that it. was the Hopefully. most disgusting part is that if they gutted it like i feel like they would have had to like bulldoze the whole thing i don't know <laughs> I, I totally so anyway what about the muse what, what uh, uh, i mean i was just i, I was just remembering uh, like seeing you guys back then are you from there playing, i'm not from there i'm from maryland originally oh okay let me do the quick origin story here yeah let's yeah. do it let's, let's hear, hear it. it not a lot of people know this but i actually i'm from maryland Silver Spring, which is like right next to DC. Mm-hmm. I know where that um, is. I know where that is. And Tosin was actually a mutual friend of one of my friends. And I tried out for Reflux back when they had two singers. Okay. They had three. Yep. Then they had the two, and then it was just Ash. Wait, wait. So did you try out after Steve from Circa, who I was just talking about, left? Or wait, wait. No, he tried yeah. out. Was he I in think, Reflux? No, Steve was in Reflux. Steve he was might have in started reflux, with Reflux. And he left. And then that's when you tried out? Yeah, so I was probably in between that, but I was wow. like 18, 19 years old, and I didn't yeah. have a clue what was going on, wow. but they like came over to my mom's house in, <laughs> in my basement, and we like jammed some songs, and I was like, so uh, are we going to like make money on tour? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're out of here, dude. Yeah, fuck this guy. Ash was like totally cool. He's like, you know, probably like you'd be lucky to break even, actually, but he was very like like polite about it, I yeah. guess, uh-huh. and like... um. But I don't know. It's just just a little fun fact there, and then I kind of like get the, get the, like uh, checked out for a while, and then I come back and Animals as leaders is this massive band. I was like, oh shit, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So you're from yeah. Silver Springs. All right. Oh wait, yeah. because I didn't even tell Naveen what you told me the other day, which is that you used to work with Jibon. I'm pretty sure it was the same well, guy. Well, that's why. It, yeah, I, she told me that, and I was like, well, how the fuck does he know Chibon? Who is like, name? I yeah. mean, who else is named Chibon? His name is John right. Littlefield. Yeah, it was he's like short guy, black hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, him. That was he guy. looks Crazy. kind of like the guy who was in all those uh Apple commercials back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin <clears throat> Justin Long? Yeah, he, looks he like, does kind of like that guy. That guy totally yeah. totally did. That so, was 100% him. So yeah, where we did were, you work with him at? <laughs> it was Chuck <laughs> Levin Washington Music Center. Chuck Le- Okay. You know, Alex Rudinger worked there too. Yeah, that was probably after your time because he's like probably after. I worked there like right after high school. Uh So are you like thirty five or something like my age? Thirty six. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Alex is like really young. He's like ten years younger than me or something like that. Yeah. Not maybe not that much, but. Yeah, I worked there for four, three, four years, something like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you knew 
like Tosin and stuff or? I mean, not very well, but like, like I said, we had a mutual friend and like, you know, I've seen seven locks. I feel like played a show with seven locks. Uh, and uh, what was his other bands? Like PSI was one, yeah, I think. PSI. Okay. PSI Pum- Javier was in the. Javier was in PSI. Uh, was he the vocalist? He was the vocalist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've seen. Javier Animals Javier. Yeah. Yeah. He was a yeah. vocalist. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was in PSI. And so was Dave Lozano. Yeah. yeah, on drums. Yeah. And he was like, the dude, he had the double kick drum, and I thought that was the coolest. Like, I didn't, no one had that, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. See, like, double kick drum to me was like, I don't know, I've always been like a hip, somewhat of a hipster. Like, I'm always like, that, why, dude? That's stupid. You know, like, I, hate I, it. I, I used right, to play fight. double kick with my Pearl Export. Two now, kick drum. you don't play double kick now? Well, I, I've played double pedal. I don't have two kick drums anymore. Well, yeah, but I. I Okay, so the the argument for dub, two kick drums is that they sound different, right? That's the is that there's a, sound, a variation could, in sound. Like, not tuned identically. That's the you know? downside, yeah. in my opinion. Like, when you see a band who's got two kicks and they're not triggered, it's like this sounds yeah. terrible. But it just looks sick too. It does you look know? super Dude, sick. I, I wish so that sick. I had of like got because the drum set that I have now, like they don't make that one anymore. And mm. I, I like, I wish yeah. that I had it just been like, you know what, dude, I'm going to need like one of every size straight up, bro. You know, I'm going to need two kicks. I'm going to need like eight to 18 toms. <laughs> yeah. You know? I should have just fucking, you know, at least tried to get it. Yeah. Gone Terry Bozio with it. And I thought I was being like, uh, you know, putting out the move like, all right, I'm getting four toms. That's crazy. You know, but cause now I'm kind of like, dang, it's a double. Cause my mom is always like. She's always bummed that everyone else's drum set is bigger than mine. Yeah, she sounds like she's like this. She's like, wow. I just want to see Naveen up there with this with a big drum set, finally <laughs> yeah. bigger than everyone else's. Yeah, she's always mad. Like big drum set. Yeah, what? doesn't look like that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, always like on the little like Naveen? jazz like four piece, and every yeah. every other metal drummer's got like the array of like. Yeah. So she's like, "What the fuck's going on here? My kid's she, getting like shafted." She, ju- <laughs> she judges success. How come they didn't give you one? Yeah. She literally said this like two hey, weeks why ago. Won't, why won't they let you up there yeah. play that big drum? Or like, because we're not the headliner, so we're not on the riser, you know? Yeah. So like, we're not on the riser, and I don't have a huge kit. That's it's how like, she measures our success. Like we were telling her some good news a few weeks ago, and she's like. Well, is Naveen gonna be up there on that drum riser? She only cares about Total that. Mom stuff. What is your mom? Does your mom? Uh, how does she view what you do? Oh, she's all about it. That's awesome. But, That's yeah, she's she's way she's way down. Um, you know, and I I love like getting to bring them backstage, and you know, when they get to they come out to the show and stuff. Like Warp Tour was the coolest. Oh, for I bet. And, you know, it was just, just like huge crowds and. Um, I have, uh, my, my parents are split up and remarried. So I, I felt like Mrs. Doubtfire kind of like going back and forth between my different, like, you know, families. Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it was called, like, they're all fine. It's fine. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, that's just how we did it. How I, I did it, I guess. No, I but, get it. I get it. There's, actually, you know, there's also then, a friends episode about that exact same topic. Yeah. Well, because I guess, uh, in the, in <laughs> The parents are usually like at odds. Is that the deal? The I parents don't get deal. along. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're fine. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it's awkward for me if they're hanging out together. So oh, really? yeah, my parents have been split up my entire life. So, and they're always like, cool. So it's, well, I've never thought his parents, of it. I feel like your parents have like a lot of um, history that they, they can talk about because your parents were Hare Krishna together and their, yeah. their new so partners are not. Yeah. So, cool. you know, they have like this nostalgia. I feel like they're like 
but Naveen's cool. parents get along really well. My parents They're are fun. still together. I don't yeah. experience this, but yeah, I imagine it would get weird, but it, yeah. dude, that is cool. It's always They're probably listening to this. So, you know, sorry to put you guys on blast. <laughs> yeah. You love them. You love them just yeah, the no, same. Of course. But that's just what happens with divorce, right? I don't know if I mean, my mom's going to listen. Does she still listen? I know she used to listen. I used to make jokes I'm not about sure it, if that she, she was does. the only listener. Well, my mom listens. <laughs> my mom listens all the time and she sends me critiques on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes, you better write those down. <laughs> I do. I and I, I take note. Actually, thinking about that is kind of terrifying because of all the fucked up shit that I say on this, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, you realize like your relationship with your parents just kind of changes when you realize you're you're both grown ups. Oh, yeah. absolutely! I'm, I'm older than than they were when they had me. Now, oh yeah, uh, weird. When my parents were my age, I was twelve. So damn. So it's I, when I think about things that way, I'm like, oh my god! You know, my mom was grown. Muted both of us, Sorry. but my mom was my mom was growing up. She had me when she was twenty. So I've I've always thought about that since I was twenty. And it's mm -hmm. like she was just growing up. My parents were growing up raising me. And that puts a lot of things in a different perspective, you know, yeah. now that I'm as old as I am now. A little Cheney running around. Yeah. But uh so you have not been the drummer of Necrogoblicon since the beginning of the band, right? I joined in, I've known them since the beginning of the band. Oh, okay. uh, it started as a two piece on MySpace. Wow. And uh, yeah. And so. So was it just Alex and Nikki? At the time it was Nikki and this guy, Tim. They started together and oh. Tim was, he was the guitar player on the album Stench. Mm -hmm. And, and prior to that Goblin Island. Um, and then he left, Alex came in pretty much. I think he came in during Stench. So Alex is the second oldest member okay and, uh um so he's basically an original member um and now it's kind of alex is the business goblin he kind of deals with that stuff and nikki's kind of the primary songwriter totally um and uh raptor responded to a flyer at musicians institute in la necro had put up a flyer looking for a keyboard player and he was the only one that answered the call and he got the gig and he <laughs> fucking shreds that was a but, lucky. I yeah, mean, like, I always right, look we're at that. To, we're going to get back to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at those things and I'm like, these never work. They never yeah. work. So it's good to hear a success story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you never fucking know, you, you know? Never know. So, Damn, am I? But, yeah, I, I joined officially in uh, 2016. Oh, and okay. so I'm on the Bonkers record and I'll be on the new one. So how did you meet them? uh myspace like literally um you know it's like here's some like weird cool music and just started messaging i was talking with tim originally mm -hmm. um actually didn't really start talking to nikki until much later um but you know they were just doing like weird funny shit in fruity loops and like putting goblin vocals on it and like here's this stuff i don't know and i was doing my cyber grind projects at the time and uh <laughs> all that kind of bullshit and like I don't know. And just kind of kept in touch. And then my band at the time, destroy, destroy, destroy from Nashville. Um, we were talking about touring together. Necro hadn't been on tour yet. And we were just talking about um, planning a tour together. Also with uh, profugus mortis who went on to become blackguard. Oh, like they were going to be a part of that little thing. Um, of course it never panned out uh, or just didn't end up happening or whatever, whatever it was. Um, so we almost toured together in like 
2003 or four or whatever, or like, no, I would have been like, Oh five, I think something like that. Um, yeah. And then just kept in touch. And then I actually toured as rainbow dragon eyes with Necrogoblicon as like a support act. Oh, Oh, really? Wow. That's cool. And I did that a couple of times and, um, actually, okay. I got, I got a funny tour story here. Let's hear it. It was from, from that, uh, tour so we were playing the i played the whiskey a go-go like a couple of times the first time was right after the no one survives video popped off and uh they had like an actual budget to like put together a lineup you know of whoever they wanted for their own like hometown show and um and they flew me out i was supposed to be direct support okay but the people at whiskey a go-go it was like a one-off people at whiskey a go-go we're like, ah, no one knows who the fuck this is. No one cares. Let's just put them on earlier, you know? So I played much earlier, but then like after that set, like everyone who worked at the whiskey, a go, was like, dude, that was sick. And I was like, yeah, I know you should have put me on direct support. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that was the first time. And then, um, it was the next time after that we were touring together and I was in the proper slot and, um, we had stayed up all night the night before, doing mushrooms mm-hmm. and being weird. And, uh, um, like I don't, I don't think we slept at all. It wasn't, it was, it was, yeah, it was craziness. I don't think we slept at all. And then we went to the whiskey and, and played a show. Damn. And then, um, I was doing my set and like somewhere in between, I was like, yeah, we we're just like, like you guys partying or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I banter stuff. And I was like, yeah, we were up all night doing mushrooms. I pointed to someone random in the crowd. I'm like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Come to find out, the guy I pointed to was on mushrooms at the time. (laughs) No way. He was. That's amazing. Except for you harsh as mellow. I know. Was he like, oh, God. No, 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 no. The story doesn't end there. Um, Apparently, apparently made his night way better. He was having a shit time until that. And he started freaking out and was just loving it after that. Wow. And then fast forward, like, I don't know, four or five years later. And we played at this like brewery in Chico and that guy was there and he was like, dude, I just want you to know like that show where you pointed at me in the crowd, like completely changed my life. Wow. (laughs) He was like, I was having the worst time and you just made it like so much better. It was just like, holy shit, like that happening. Like it was just the craziest thing ever. That wow. is really crazy. So how, did he come up to you after the set and was like, hey, I'm actually on mushrooms. FYI. No. How, how would I you think, know that? I think uh, at the time, maybe it was like a friend of his like told me that. Okay. And then, but then I actually got to meet him all those years later. Wow. And we like talked about it. It was it was crazy. That's like that is crazy. That's the cool yeah. thing about going on tour or playing yeah. shows, or yeah, playing music of any kind. It's like you and uh, being on stage. It's like you never know what you're going to do on stage or with music that is gonna completely flip someone's script. You know what I mean? It's like you never have any idea what anyone in the crowd is going through, and if you if you like point them out or something, who could have fucking ever anticipated that you were going to change that guy's life by saying something about totally fucking mushrooms. I don't yeah. know. I didn't, maybe I didn't change his life, but I definitely changed his evening for the better. Yeah. You know? I mean, that changes his life but, though. That's true. It's yeah, like, maybe well, he did. Yeah. I mean, he literally, he remembered that shit 
Yeah. And then he, you know, right. came up to me five years later and said, Hey, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. So what were you, I'm kind of curious about the Nashville thing. What yeah. were you doing there? Yeah. You what got, got you from, did you, and did you move from, uh, from Maryland? Um, yeah. But where in Maryland did you say? Silver Spring. Silver Spring. <laughs> I always get Frederick and Silver Spring, Spring mixed Yeah. Up. I think that's like where oh, no. Tosin and Hob are from. Yeah, it is. Silver Spring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I moved, I was living with a friend of mine. Uh, we actually had a band called the Umbilical Chords, chords as in chord. Uh-huh. All right. uh, I like, actually think this is awesome that you say all this shit because I, you like make all of the decisions that I would never make. So it's yeah. like I'm, I just would never be in a band called the Umbilical Chords or any of that stuff, but it's cool At to the hear. Time, I was, I was 18 years old and <laughs> there was this guy that was like a couple of years older than me. And we just like became really fast friends and he was just the coolest dude and um, just kind of opened my eyes to all this shit. He was a recording guy. And so we were kind of just like working on shit together. Um, basically awesome. it was sort of like this like power pop kind of stuff, like yeah, pop, pop punk, but not like pop punk, pop punk. I yeah, guess. What's, what makes power pop Power punk? Did you say power punk like, or power pop? Maybe power pop, like, I guess. Power pop is it like loot, like later over. Maybe. Like That's XTC kind of, kind of shit. Oh, like okay, if dude. To yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like more punk, I guess. There was only three of us. Um, and I was playing bass in that band. And I had never played bass before. They just needed a rocker dude that could rock out and play a bass. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, let's let's do that. Rocker you know? needed for power yeah, exactly. pop band. Long hair. You're going to probably be on bass. Yeah. Well, the, the drummer, I worked with the drummer and the drummer was like, Hey, I want you to meet this guy. And I was like, okay. And, um, skipping ahead a little bit, uh, dude is like a super successful recording engineer in Nashville. He recorded the Alabama shakes album that went platinum. Oh fuck. So he's got a platinum record. I know exactly who Alabama shakes are. Do you No. Yeah. I know That's who true. that is. Definitely. I wouldn't know of them if it weren't for my friend Andrea, but so, but he's the guy. And anyway, so we were in the umbilical cords together, which is nowhere on the internet. So don't even bother looking. I was going to um, look. Add that yeah. to your Wikipedia. I might be able to send it to you. Um, you I really should. I want to hear it. Yeah, it's silly. I do. I did uh, backup vocals on that as well. But um, yeah, we just like, we were just bored of Maryland. Um, before I left though, I was going to try out for Dying Fetus and for Misery Index Damn. at the time when they were looking for drummers. Oh, Solid. Fuck. So, I, I didn't follow through. I was like practicing the songs and I probably like could have done it. Yeah. But I just, I didn't follow through because Damn, was, and you would have been it, a good vocalist in fetus too. Uh, I can't do the lows though. I'm do, I do. Uh, more but the, I th I've, the mids. Yeah. You can, I feel like you would have hit the mids though. The highs, not, not Gallagher's parts, but the other parts. They already I'm, had Sean though at that point. That's true. But you could have added a third vo vocal. I mean, way to fuck know. it up. man. <laughs> Whatever, I was plenty, of fucking plenty of shit I should have done. Probably, but, you know. Hey, I've been but, reading about. Think of the billions of doors that you have to close in order to make one decision. You're yeah. just you're saying no to so many things in your life just to do one thing. Uh, you you can't just like it. stand in the lobby looking at all the doors. You got to open one of you them. You got to open one, and you got to say goodbye to the other it's ones. True. Yeah, it's, it's part of it. But so anyway, I don't know. We were just we were bored of Maryland and. Uh, interestingly enough, a lot of people I went to high school with at Sherwood High School, class of 02. Well, um, represent. 
Yeah. <laughs> they uh, went to, ended up going to MTSU, Middle Tennessee State mm-hmm. University in Murfreesboro. Oh, yeah. Which is like a half hour from Nashville. Totally. Um, and so we had a bunch of friends there and it was close enough to Nashville um, and it was cheap as fuck to live there. And we were just like, let's go there and like do stuff we're like, okay. So we just like up and left. And that was that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I bet and back in that day, it was probably like $200 to live there or some shit. It was, I mean, we, you know, we're in a few different places. Um, the place I ended up, I was paying $500 a month for a house, the oh whole my house. Oh God. Ugh. It was damn. That's amazing. It was, it was like less than 700 square feet of a place. Okay. You know, Still I had a house, like, it's a house. Yeah. There was, I had a bedroom. I had like a band room. I had a bathroom, a kitchen and like a living room. That was it. That is amazing. No, no washer dryer, no dishwasher. What about a like yard that. though? What more do you need? I had a yard that I had to mow and I didn't have a shed. So I would have to borrow a lawnmower. Um, <laughs> For $500, man. Not I can't bad, get right? you a thing. That'll get you a closet. Nowadays, I don't even know if you get anything. Yeah, I don't. And then, and then in 2010, uh, Nashville was flooded real bad. Yep. And yeah, Not like really. a whole bunch of shit, and like all of uh, Paul Diamond's guitars, you know, whatever. Like a whole bunch of shit got ruined, uh-huh. including my house. On uh-huh. the very last day, I was in Atlanta playing a show with Destroy, and. Um, my buddy Andrea lived like quarter mile away from me. So he was like checking on the place to make sure it was fine because it just just like, it would just started raining and did not stop for like four days. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was fine. He was like, yeah, there's like maybe a half inch, like a couple inches of water in the yard, but otherwise fine. And then um, the next day we got back, I looked at my front door and there was a water line across the top of the front door. And I was like, Oh okay. shit, I know what that is. Holy shit. And open the door and it's all flooded. It's all Holy gone. So your drum, did you have drums in there? And shit? Well, like I was playing in a show in Atlanta. So I had my drums uh, with me. Wow. I had my wow. laptop. My dog was at a friend's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, so, but you know, so I had to move after that and the landlord offered to um, let me buy the place for like $30,000. Granted, it would have taken maybe another $30,000 to fix it up. Yeah. Um, And I said, "Mm, no, Uh, I don't think I'm ready at this time. And then I looked on Zillow and it sold for like 170. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I would imagine that nowadays it's probably worth even more. Nashville has gone up so much in value. I don't even recognize half of it. Yeah. I mean, the first time that I went there was in like 2011, but a few years ago, Naveen and I were considering moving there because Evan, when Evan lives in Hendersonville, he's, he lives in Nashville and just, there were a ton of people there and we're like, fuck Nashville just seems like a rad place to live. So we're exploring it. And to to buy a house in Nashville proper, we're talking about like in the three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar range in Murfreesboro. That was like cheap. Three and four hundred thousand. Fuck. Yeah. I think we found yeah. ones that were even cheaper than that. I yeah, we, we might have. But that's it's like it's still sort of expensive to me to live in the middle of the country, you know. Yeah, and they would just like bulldoze. They would bulldoze like these old houses, and they would build like three houses on the lot where there was yeah. one house. And then just put it on Airbnb. Oh yeah, like oh, there's just dude. that's just what's happening yeah. there. That's so, it, I I wonder that sometimes, like how many of these houses in this in any given city are being used toward 
Airbnb only. Yeah. Oh, and they would be like stacked like duplexes too. So it'd be yeah. like six Airbnb listings Holy on this shit. lot that used to only have one house. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like a tall, skinny situation. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen a bunch totally. of those. Yeah. And it's just going like, to fucking fall over in 15 years. Probably. Totally, totally. I mean, it's like the fast fashion of houses to me. It's like, how could these possibly yeah. be like st- stable? Really, they were just popping up like uh, like it would take a month for all these houses to get built, which is like way too quick. Yeah, yeah I would you know? say. <laughs> like some kind of payola or something going on behind the scenes. Totally. Well, so because I, I was reading earlier, like all of the bands that you've been in when you lived in Nashville, were you in in Fury? Yeah, I was the original drummer. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. And so you I'm met the, Malcolm there then and when you were in Nashville? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm on the first two albums. The first one they took down and the second one they re-recorded. <laughs> oh, uh, is that that called The Path of... No, no, no. The first one was Divinity and War. Okay. And uh, we only made like 100 or 150 copies on CDs and they're all gone. And we don't... We like sold our own personal copies too and... <laughs> Probably the biggest one of the one of the many big. I got a list of uh, regrets here, and uh, it's on there. Um, That's one of them. That yeah. one, and then uh, end of an era. End of an era is the one that yeah. I was thinking of that was re-recorded, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so when In Fury, because there were a few years off, right? That In Fury had taken off. Yeah, it was after End of an Era was two thousand nine, I think, and then just kind of like put it on hiatus and then um you know but they got spencer now and fucking crushing it I well mean, what did you did malcolm ask you to play in the band again no because i had already moved away and uh, you know it, it needed to be local thing and i totally yeah. get it you know totally of course but it's definitely working what they got going on now i will take credit however for getting andrew in the band because malcolm hit me up asking if i knew any bass players oh yeah and i was like actually yes i know one but so now Andrew and Stevie who both, well, Stevie actually moved to Texas. So, but they were living both in Denver, in Denver right? and both of them commuting to Nashville, but now Stevie's in Texas and Andrew's still here. Um, yeah, but there was that. Wow, and so yeah. I was playing in like destroy, 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 destroy. And in fury would between the two bands, we would get like every sick tour that came through. Yeah. It was usually the muse or the end. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. didn't play at the end until I was in Entheos. I really like the venue. It, the shows there just never did well. Mm. I don't know why. We have never played a show that wasn't sold out there. Wow. Except for, nice. except for actually the first. <laughs> I think, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I think the first show that we played there with Beyond Creation headlining wasn't sold out, but it was pretty close. Yeah, was but pretty since then, we haven't played a show that wasn't sold out How long ago was it? The Beyond Creation show, I would say, was what God, it was on one of our first tours. It was probably in Four like 2016. Okay. But, but we've played there since with a couple different bands and they've all sold out. But they were pretty, honestly, they I were, thought, they were yeah. hype tours. They were tours that, you know, were doing really well elsewhere. Did so. it, didn't it close? I don't know, actually. Also, this was like, you know, 10 or more years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I yeah. said, I never heard, like, Animosity never played there. My we only always qual- played the Muse. My only years. qualm with the end is that I can only buy, like, 4% beer there. Really? Oh, it's, really? It's, like, really low percentage beer and cider that they sell. And white, oh, they don't white have a claws. license or something? They have white yeah, claws. Yeah, yeah, true that. So it's That's like, different. yeah, if I'm trying to get a nice drink, then it's not happening at the fucking... Yeah. 
No, the there's a few bars in the area. Yeah, though. there's plenty of places to. I mean, dude, yeah. Nashville rules. I love like ha- just hanging out downtown it. there. Yeah. yeah, do you? Yeah, I had so much fucking fun there when I went to uh, do the Whitechapel thing and hang out with Mark and stuff. It was sick. Yeah, it was the best. It's just, yeah. it's just fun. It's like uh, every time we're there, I feel like there's like a, a twenty bachelorette parties going on. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> big bachelorette city for some reason. Dude, yeah, totally. And there, Nashville is one of those places where I started to feel sad going into the different bars because everyone who was playing in a band at a bar there was an incredible musician. Oh yeah, but it was That's- like thousands of cover bands, just cover yeah. band after at any given bar on any given night. It was like you could yeah. see the most amazing cover band ever. It was like, I don't remember who it was exactly. Let's just say it was Dirks Bentley, you know, had a, a show, fucking massive stadium show. And then everyone goes out to the bars afterwards and they're requesting Dirks Bentley. It's like, dude, you literally just saw the real thing. Like what? They're what? trying to live it, live that, yeah. relive that moment. Yeah, I no, know. But definitely like top tier musicianship, you know, that, that was like when I was living there, like the bar for musicianship was just unbelievable. Yeah. And you never saw like so few people like at a show that just had so much talent, you know, it's because yeah. everyone who lived there is a musician. So it's like, they didn't give a fuck about music, you know? Yeah. You think so? You think, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, come to my show. It's like, okay, come to my show. It's like, Oh, I'll try and make it, you know, just that. <laughs> totally. <back. laughs> totally. I mean, dude, like I was saying, it made me feel really sad because I was walking into different bars and, at some bars, like they're they're super populated, and there's a really good cover band playing. But yeah. at the bar next door, there's an equally as good cover band playing, and there's no one there. And you're like, yeah. I just I know how it feels to be a musician, and I know walking into those bars, I can just feel that these guys like really want to make it. Yeah, and right, and it yeah. just like made me feel super. Uh, so you need sad. my full time gig, you know? Yeah, exactly. I got another band. I should give you my CD. <laughs> Dude. There's let nothing going to be left of the world. It'll be cinderated, and God will have to pick out what he's going to take home out of the ashes. <laughs> A word? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, what made you move from, did you move from Nashville to Colorado? I did. Um, there was a lady in the picture uh, at the time. She came out to, uh, it's funny, first time. Well, I don't know if it's funny. It's kind of sad and depressing, actually. <laughs> she was, uh, what's the difference anyway? Yeah, yeah. nothing. Uh, she, she was like all set to come out uh, and like stay with me at my house. You know, the one that flooded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her flight out was two weeks before the flood. And obviously. That's a good uh, metal core name. Be- that before, is a band, the flood. Right? before the flood. Yes. Before right. the flood. We got we to gotta get a track up real quick before this episode yeah, comes out. Yeah, let's out. do it. There we go. Before the flood <laughs> debut. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, my cousin actually lived there. So I had to move in with my cousin in like a townhouse. And so she stayed with me there and she had an internship at CMT country music television. Oh yeah. She was in school at the time. And then once that was done, she had to go back to finish school and um, you know, bands weren't really doing shit. And I was also kind of like, yeah, okay, let's, let's go to Colorado. Like, sounds like fun. So just like packed up and, and moved out there. And then, um, you know, I mean, we haven't dated for a long time now, but you know, I just, I loved it here. And I had the Vail and gig actually lined up um, 
like prior to moving here. So that was kind of another like reason to come out, I guess. What year could that have been? Uh, that was probably, it was right after Prodigal Empire came out. Um, I think so. Well, Animosity broke up in 2008. So, so Prodigal <laughs> so Empire cool. came out I mean, about oh. three years after that. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, that was in 2011. Okay, so, yeah, look, I was right on with that. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, it was like, I feel like the following year when I moved. So that makes sense. It was around that time. And fuck, it's been 10 years out here already now. Wow. So Time flies, man. Time yeah. Flies. We've probably lived in Santa Cruz for like eight, eight or, years. Yeah, eight like years. That. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've been out of, out of animals for well over ten years. Right? Yeah, yeah, about ten years. But I mean, that's or maybe about ten. Yeah. So you were in Vale. Were you on the latest Vale stuff? Were you on a cursed? Yeah. I'm on a cursed, and I'm on two. Okay, I thought so. So why yeah. why did you? What was the the deal there with you not being on Vale? Or are you still in Vale? I have no idea. Uh, well, so. I mean, you know, no one's doing shit right now, but, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, Necro's my full-time gig as far as band world and wizard throne, but that's just to do like sick festivals whenever yeah. is convenient for us. We're all in other bands. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Like I was talking to Vance and he definitely wants to like move forward with like a solid lineup, yeah. which would be sick yeah. to see for that band. Understandable. Vale, uh, I mean, dude, Vale is such a sick band, and it's like, it's a band deserving of a lineup that's in in, in the band because it, yeah. it, I, especially with the curse. I don't think it's toured with the same lineup more than once. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like someone is like it'd be the same people involved, but like maybe they couldn't do that one to right. so fill in and that kind of thing. Wow. But I, I did the first Vale tour. When I was still living in Nashville, they flew me out for it oh, sure. because apparently there's no other drummers in Colorado that can play this stuff. So I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. So we did that. And then pretty much, yeah, we just became friends and kept in touch and all that. And then, uh, and then there was the, the, the ex-girlfriend, um, mutual friends actually. So, um, I met the girl through Vale actually. So Vale oh. came first. Oh, wow. Yeah. First came the veil. Then came first came the, the veil. Then came and all then the rest. Came not marriage, <laughs> but close. That's something. Yeah, could have been close actually, but didn't. I'm, I'm dodged a bullet there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gangster. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, she's cool. It's it's all good. Yeah. So in case she's listening, it's it's all good, girl. She's not listening. She's she, not listening. Is, she hasn't listened to metal in years, so I doubt. What she an even, asshole. Has heard of podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> Metal podcasts. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, like I was saying, I fucking love Vale. And yeah. yeah. I, I, legitimately, I do too. Like, and it's like, that's my shit. You know, like, that's the kind of stuff I love playing. You know, like, Necro's sick too. Don't get me wrong. And it's definitely helped me clean up my short game quite a bit. You know, from just blasting nonstop. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that's been valuable. And it's cool to like, figure out how to play cool stuff you know, at slower tempos, I guess, and like trying to do cooler fills and shit like that and just come up with different ideas. Um, you know, but it's, it's a good gig for sure. I mean, I love the guys and I love the music too. So yeah, totally. But, I mean, tech death is where it's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're more of a, you know a, you're I mean. more of a blast guy, huh? You're more yeah, of a blast yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm definitely blast guy. Is that what you like <laughs> listen to in your free time is, is tech death? 
Ooh, man, I, I I'm all over the map here. I've I've been on uh I've been on a big deathcore slam binge lately. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I listened like, to a little I, bit of slam myself. I, I just like never it. like got into it before, or I avoided it for some reason, and yeah. so and I've just been like, oh, like fucking just going all in, and it's sick because I got a car that has subwoofer in it now, and it's just like it's fun to listen to in that. So. Who, who are you listening to? What's up? Uh, well, the new brand is unbelievable. Like the title track alone is worth the price of admission. And then there's a whole other album. Right. There's a whole rest of the album. Yeah. Um, uh, Aversion's Crown. Yeah, I like uh, Aversion's Crown for sure. Bor- Boris the Blade. Oh, that's okay. like an Australian band. Australian right? band, yeah. yeah. Uh, do the new uh, Within the Ruins, the guitar tone on that album absolutely blew my fucking mind. I think that album's really good. I haven't checked that one out. It came out last year sometime. Oh, wow. um, uh, what else? Um, I've been listening to Rings, even though I like tour with them a few times already. Yeah. It's just, it's fun to listen to bands you tour with for like nostalgic reasons, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I've and, listened to them a bit just yeah. here and there, like at work or something. Just for like in, insanity, you know? Yeah. But like, totally. I'm just so over the like, well, this isn't this because it does this, but it's like, but is it good? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the only question. I'm, that's all I'm. That's the same, and that's all that I'm really concerned with. Is it yeah. good? I don't really care about genres or any of that shit. I just want to do. I like it. That's all that really. Like matters. like the new brand shit, fucking sounds like EDM to me. Like it's just oh, so yeah. like unbelievably well produced, and there's a lot of electronic elements. And I honestly like forgot I was listening to a metal album until there was like a break and he was hitting the hi hat. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, oh shit! Like there's real drums in this and people playing the stuff. You know, like it's unbelievable, man. It's so good. That's right. Yeah. I find yeah. myself like I don't know going the other way lately. Like I've always been yeah. way into super sick production. You know, that's been like a mm-hmm. like the co- cost of entry. You know, it's like is yeah. production sick. I'm not listening. And now I'm like listening to just all sorts of like weird black metal and stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like cool I'm, in a different I'm, I'm way. Almost, I'm yeah. getting close to my 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 black metal phase. I think I, I go yeah. through one of those every couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm in. in it. I'm deep in it. Man. I'm in the forest. Most of what I listen to is like in the post rock folky realm. I yeah. would say that's. I mean, as far as metal goes, I like post metal yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I uh, there's some some deathcore sometimes will fucking get me. I mean, it, it just depends. It yeah, it's like if fucking, it's a good uh, band, it's good. Yeah, uh, not deathcore, but uh, ingested is unbelievable as well. Like yeah. slam. So. Okay, yeah, I gotta check that super, out. Super digging them. Ingested. I'll send you, I'll send you my favorite sure. track of theirs. It's yeah. it's uh, it just keeps. It's like a like two minute forty five second song, but it just keeps getting heavier. Yeah, as That's it goes on. It just, I, I love that stuff, man. It's just so sick. Yeah. Have you heard Putridity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to them a lot. Like, yeah, listen to them and like, uh, I don't know, stuff like that. I'm into it for sure. Grindy, gory stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, just, you know, cytotoxin. Yes. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Sick. That record so, they put out, Nuclearth. Yeah. Nuclearth. I've been jamming that one quite a bit. Sick. It reminds me a lot of uh, Beneath the Massacre, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like Beneath the Massacre, but like fun. way quicker. Yeah. The vocals yeah. are are the vocals sound like beneath the massacre vocals you're totally right but it, i really liked that record last year it was sick um i like it too i haven't really been listening to a whole lot of like te- quote unquote like tech death stuff i've been more into the like I found ultra a, brutal i found a playlist on spotify that somebody made just called tech death yeah and i'm pretty sure it's every tech death album <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just it's all, just all the tech death so i found a few bands off of that um i couldn't tell you the name off the top of my head right now but um 
you yeah. know, a lot of good shit in there. I like those playlists. Like I'll just yeah. Something that I've been doing right now is just like I'll just go on my computer if I have like an hour or two and just <clears throat> just listen yeah. to music for just searching through, you know. Yeah. And I like the thing. the radio shit. Like if you start a radio yeah. from a song or from an artist, but the problem with that is you end up getting a lot of the same tracks over and over or the same track from the, from a certain band. Um, but it's all, you know, it's been good discovery tool. I love it, man. I mean, people that are kind of, you know, I think when you're in your thirties or so, you're like all the new shit sucks. I'm blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's just cause you're not looking for new music, dude. And when you were a kid, you were looking for it. You know, that's how, it's how I feel. Literally impossible for all new shit to suck. <laughs> There's like so, so much impossible. good new music. It's crazy. But you know what I found in a lot of people is that I feel like they haven't actually listened to any new music since like 2005. Yeah, they haven't tried. <laughs> the other yeah. day I saw someone say something that really offended me and it was that um the chord of the in the chord of the Crimson King is the only good prog al- album that's ever been made on oh, earth. Really? And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe if you stopped listening to progressive music in 1975, then that was the only good fucking album that's ever been made. But bar uh, none. And like, I'm right, you yeah, know? Yeah. Correct. No. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, well, I like stuff that's not like polished. Or, and it's like, man, there are so many different things that exist now that you can yeah. find polished and unpolished. Like, every, that's one thing that's so cool about right now is that every style of music from the past exists I know. and it's almost even better now than it used to be. Like they've improved on it, believe it or not, they've taken old ideas and they've improved on them. Like, and it, with, like with the raw black metal stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like raw and like a not raw way. Dude, you know totally. what I mean? Like a intentionally raw. So it's like, sounds super cool. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I know you guys have been rocking that band, uh, Derwig. Oh, yeah. 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 It's my new That's favorite band. Perfect really example because really it's good. like super like lo-fi, but it's, re- it's not, like it, the yeah. production's good, and I think like, their production's pretty good, honestly. It's good, it's good, yeah. but it's like I mean, just um, yeah, I don't know. Like the the drums aren't like fixed up or anything. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, that drummer's fucking sick, dude. We watched. Uh, have you seen that live video of them? There's like a really really I pro seen any video of them yet. Yeah, like right. there's a really pro video of them playing, and it's it sounds obviously identical to the CD, and it's like really really cool. Honestly, just get like ripped on weed or take pop a little cap and and watch their videos <laughs> that's what sick. got me yeah. i was just like yeah. on a cap and i was watching yeah. their videos all night and i was just like fuck this band is like the best band in the yeah, entire world really, really they're good. so good apparently they used to play tech death or something uh, maybe? That, that, that kind of shows that kind of yeah shows. and then yeah. they just started writing evil ass riffs to be honest yeah. with you they look like te- tech death guys when i saw them i was like whoa this is not at all what i expected but right I'm like incognito black metal yeah i know i was yeah. kind of like i don't know if i'm down after i saw them but <laughs> <laughs> they're a little too squeaky clean. i like my black metal like you know what i mean evil motherfuckers <laughs> Fucking no. paint on. Do it right. I like no. Gaul. Only no, Gaul esque people. Yeah, Gaul is sick. But I, I remember, like, when I, we saw Emperor somewhere. No, we saw Emperor. Okay, dude, we saw Emperor at the sickest fucking place ever. Heavy Montreal. Yeah. We watched. Yes. We watched Emperor, but right before Emperor went on, there was a thunderstorm, 
And oh, it was wow. literally only before Emperor went on. That's there was, so sick. It was amazing. And it just like made, and, and there was a little bit of rain and then fucking Emperor came on. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen. That's so cool. But I, I, I was impressed that they were just like plain clothes, kind of black metal guys. Yeah. Like wearing sunglasses. They do that live. Sean was. Yeah. I think he was just wearing glasses. Uh, when I saw him, he was oh, like, well, because we walked by him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a fucking nerd. I was like, nerd. I was like, I did not expect that. We Did walked. We coming. walked by him in the backstage, and yeah. he was wearing uh, sunglasses that's then. Sick. But maybe it no. changed. But yeah, that stuff's cool. I mean, God, there's just so much good music, man. Like, I I'm hyped music. on music right I, now. Me too, man. I don't know. Can you guys relate out there? Love listen, it. do you yeah, just love, love music? You know, I literally <laughs> just have music playing all day long. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not. If I'm working on shit, it'll be playing upstairs. And so when I walk upstairs, it's still there. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Do you have like a cool sound system in your house or just like a little speaker? I got, well, I got a few items. Uh, I, I wear headphones a lot. I like oh, wow. my uh, AirPods are uh, not to be an Apple shill, but they're, they're really nice. <laughs> and um, you look cool when you wear them, man. You look cool. Like an yeah. executive. Really I'm like stylish. making calls. I'm on the spin bike and I'm like, hey, talk to me. Hi. <laughs> so, You're like, go talk yeah. to me. <laughs> Thirty thousand points marks. Yeah, I listened. I have like the JBL, like little earbuds. Yeah, me too. I rock those a lot. But then I got this like Dewalt stereo, like for work. Oh yeah. And now I just like carry that thing around, boombox, yeah, like boombox. always blasting. Well, metal. you want to know something that's really shot about Naveen and I is that Naveen, Naveen drives a car, I drive a car, and neither of them have working radios in them. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Cool. So I'll just and, rock the, and both the of us are just so box. complacent that we've just let them be like that, and yeah, like, we I find we other ways to listen to music. There's just not a radio, then I guess. <laughs> I literally yeah. spent thousands of more dollars on a car because it had a JBL system in it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's sick. With the, yeah, we need yeah. to probably fix. that. We need to fix our shit. Literally, yeah. I've been driving Dude, around with it's no good. radio. And honestly, a new uh, studio hack is taking my laptop into the car to finish the mix. Yeah, yeah. Dude. That's, I don't have a sub in this room, and I don't think that it would really do me any good if I did in this yeah. room. So, really? Yeah, well, just because of the way that it's set up, and it's not treated, and uh, but I've kind of gotten used to where it's at, and so I kind of, I have like a 5.1 upstairs. Yeah, okay. Yamaha with a nice Klipsch speaker. I was, I was just going to say that one of my best friends yeah. just bought a brand new sub, and he's been ordering every like live DVD and CD that he can in 5.1. So yeah. I've just been listening to records in 5.1 for the last couple of weeks, and it's like blown yeah. my fucking mind. I kind of want to try the sub pack, which is like this vibrate thing that goes yeah, on your yeah. chair. I've seen that. And, uh, that seems sick. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's supposed to, it's like a feedback uh, for rooms where you can't have a sub, but you can like feel, you hook it up to your interface or whatever, and you can feel the low frequencies. So you can kind of tell where they're at. And yeah. it's supposed to really help with mixing. That so, is so cool. Like a wearable subwoofer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something that I've been saying that like, first of all, that's really cool. I've been saying we're uh, our new record will be getting mixed in a couple of months. And it's like before I listen to our mix, I have to get my car stereo fixed because yeah. that's the best place to judge what it's going to yeah, sound you like it in the car. It's the best place, man. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's yeah. everyone rocks their shit in a car. Well, fuck bop it on that. Bop it on the 5.1. Bop it on the uh, J the JBL flip. Yeah, yeah. In the AirPods, you're like, okay, it's good. I hate it. Now, time to delete it and start over. <laughs> yeah, That's so totally. true. You're just like, 
tear coming down your face. <laughs> yeah. Single tear. Yeah, my studio hack for mixing is uh, sending it to other people to mix. That's my new thing. Oh, dude, that's a great hack. It's like, can you make this sound good? Thanks. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) I I struggle with the low end shit a lot, you know, but um, I don't know. It's it's on its way. Also, I've been like playing with Game Boys the most, almost the entire time I've been producing music. So I feel like I'm way behind. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to catch up over here. So. No, it shit sounds great, man. We listen to a bunch of stuff. Granted, we listen to it on the DeWalt. So, things okay, sounds, well, that thing sounds shit. Don't listen to it on anything nicer than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Sounds great on a phone speaker. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. Anyway, we're rocking like two hours here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with yeah. us. It's been very nice. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Of Dude, course, seriously, man. Anytime. We're, uh, anytime. We're happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Oh, yes. But um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, to I guess, everyone uh, out there. There's not really a whole lot of no shows to announce or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything to announce, Eric? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like... Go oh go wish list Sea of Stars on Steam. Yeah yeah really do all check right. out all the stuff that Eric works on. Yeah out hit there. me up on Instagram I guess I don't know whatever. Well, yeah Brown do it we'll throw Instagram. it in the description. Eric w Brown. Eric W Brown professionally yeah. officially. All right brother see you soon right. man. Have a good fucking week guys. See ya cheers. <laughs>